Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to navigate the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie Rhinoceros Bellicons, Sam Rhinoceros Burns, and Ellie Hip Hopopotamus Sparrow. I very much win. Sorry, <laughs> yes, mine's do. the best. Yeah. So, and uh, this week we are once again all distributed. Cast to the four winds. We miss you. We miss you, dearly. Uh, less drunk than we were last week, which is a shame. <laughs> yes. yes, that's also a shame. Yeah. Yes, we Although do more do drinking when we're all together. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's time as ever for us to gaze into the crystal ball of the future. And much like the future, my crystal ball, which is to say my microphone, is a black sightless orb. Come, black sightless orb, tell us <laughs> of the present. Hello, it's future Jason with messages from the present. To begin with, I'd like to talk about our current and ongoing sponsor, Libris Arcana. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, so just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of 7 premium dice and 3 randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Glitter Bomb Blue. If you'd like to create your own Glitter Bomb Blue, you'll need an ounce of vodka, a quarter ounce of blue curachow, champagne, some lemon juice or just an actual lemon, edible glitter, gold-coloured sugar, or ordinary granulated sugar, and either orange or lemon zest. Take a champagne flute, or a martini glass if that's your preference, and start by rimming the glass. If you've not done this before, you can pour some lemon juice or water into a shallow dish, and then dip the rim of the glass in the juice. Alternatively, you can take your lemon, cut it in half, and just run the half lemon along the rim to moisten it. Next up, take another shallow dish and mix your edible glitter and gold-coloured sugar together, then dip the juiced rim of your glass into this mix to get a lovely glittery gold rim. If you don't have gold-coloured sugar, you can mix ordinary granulated sugar and finely grated orange or lemon zest for a similar effect. Next up, take a cocktail shaker, fill it with ice, then add the ounce of vodka, the quarter ounce of curacao, a teaspoon of lemon juice, and half a teaspoon of the edible glitter. Shake vigorously and strain into the champagne flute, topping up with champagne. Serve immediately to the sound of Herbie Hancock, Oscar Peterson, or maybe just Jerry Rafferty if you're feeling the Glitter Bomb Blues. Additionally, listen up for a spot from our friends over at Party Advantage during the break this episode. This week on Robbie Watch, Robbie is in Norwich at the Theatre Royal. Norwich is the main city in the English Shire of Norfolk, literally meaning the North Town in the region of the North Folk. The corresponding town in neighbouring Suffolk is... Ipswich, which derives from Gypswich, which presumably means the town where you're likely to get gypped by the South Folk, especially if you're one of the North Folk. And a quick reminder that we do now have a fan-run Discord server set up by Spicy underscore Burritos, which you can find a link to in this episode description if you'd like to discuss the folly of parrot purchases or anything else you fancy. 
Well, the distant sound of, of explosions means that my time is up, so this is farewell from future me and back to you, past Jason. Wretched thing that cannot speak. It merely <laughs> stares mutely at us, cursing us, thumbing its non-existence nose to our lack of omniscience. <laughs> that was that was upsetting. <laughs> so, does anyone else have anything to say uh, before we start? Um, huh. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever you're on, Jason, lower the dose. Yeah, or off it, you know, either way. <laughs> a bit more. <sighs> Always more. We do improv, that's the rule, isn't it? Yes. Yep. More yes. More. Yes, <laughs> that's how you end up not sleeping for like 80 hours. No. <laughs> uh, several months till that, yeah. Hey. Um, all right then. So, on that cheerful note of um, improvisational abuse... Uh, <laughs> It is time for Flintlocks and Fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party, having successfully managed to stop the shadow bomb, and indeed the further shadow bombs that were created, uh, have managed to earn a much-deserved break from a constant fear of sunset. Having taken the opportunity to uh, engage in a little late-night uh, burglary to help let off some steam, they also learned a thing or two about one another's pasts. Corzin unburdened himself of a great deal that had been holding on to for some time. That's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Shush, Corzin, you're not supposed to be aware of this strange nar <laughs> narrative statement. Yeah, stop looking through the fourth wall, Corzin. <laughs> That and statement the bards is not can canon. Do that. That's, that's absolutely not canon. <laughs> it's not canon. The bards can look through the fourth wall. Meanwhile, firmly within the secure uh, the secure bindings of the fourth wall, the party have returned from honest Al Sadim's <laughs> discount pet shop. Uh, sorry, not discount this time. Uh, <clears throat> high quality pet emporium. Uh, having what are we going to do with a monkey? Two new companions for the party. A uh -huh. hitherto unnamed monkey. And allegedly the legendary parrot of Captain Edwin Scarrell. Ah! Doom awaits you! Ah! The uh, three of you have, having just left the pet shop, are now uh, have now find yourselves approaching the uh, opulent hotel of the Silken Goose, uh, facaded in beautiful pink stone, 
Uh, it actually uh, even it's actually one of those hotels that flies national flags out the front. You find yourselves in front of this uh, beautiful pink facaded building, and uh, yes, it is Does... the mid morning. So, um, I've got an idea for how we can get this man's papers. Right? Does it does it involve anything to do with a giant parrot and monkey that we now have to take with um, us to no. our secret super plan? That I haven't really thought about how we're going to deal with. To be honest, um, I mean, I think you've both made your beds there. Just saying. <laughs> um, I you think friend could pet sit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Frank could pet Sid. I certainly could pet Sid, but I don't think I. Uh, until they've become a little bit more friendly to you, I don't think I could stop them running off. I mean, friend doesn't have any hands, as far as I'm aware. So, what you're expecting them <laughs> to do? <laughs> um. I mean, I'm certainly willing to spend a little bit of time getting to know that monkey, but. Um, you might want, yeah. There's a little bit more more work to be done there. Is the monkey in a cage? The monkey is in something? a cage. Okay, I feel really bad that it's in a cage. Uh wait. I think you might have let it out of the cage. No, you let it out of the cage. I let it out of the cage. Is it, it on any kind of lead uh, or anything? Nope. It is. Oh, uh, it is currently perched. Uh, oh, I made hanging- an animal handling check, didn't I? Yeah, it's it's currently That's hanging off I've your got- arm. That's why I've got tides used. Yep, yep, that is still active. Tides is active. <laughs> so I've got a monkey on my arm. <laughs> and the parrot is still on Corson's shoulder. <laughs> Beware! See, I don't think he's going to be great in the social situation. Well, maybe we could pretend we're travelling circus performers. I can be the <laughs> ringmaster. That wasn't actually what I was going to suggest. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, what's the brilliant so plan? We'll work the monkey into it's it. It's a simple plan. I have a spell where I can make people do things. I could make him give us his papers. Does he know that you've done it? Um, out of character, let me check. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say in character, let me check my spell card. That's not that's not what's going to happen. Um, it doesn't say... Uh, one moment. I can confirm that for you. If it's John person, so, I think they they know. Oh, no, suggestion. suggestion. Suggestion is a little weird. So it's a bit stronger. Suggestion. Uh, yeah, you've got more info in the handbook than I have yes. on my card, so do feel free to check. It does not say. So, uh, to that I would say, from previous uses of suggestion, you know that it really depends upon what the suggestion... have actually managed to use it before. You've not used it before? Um, I've, I tried. Ah, that's true, but, but she resisted. Again, but she resisted. Yeah. Okay, uh, in which case, you don't know. Good, right, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so you've got to cast it subtly. Yes, and um, I've got to make the request sound semi-reasonable, as always felt like it's a rule so they'll right. come up with an excuse why I'd need his papers but it doesn't have to be like an amazing excuse just you know an excuse well um sounds like perhaps it might uh oh what if be... I tell what if I tell him to leave his leave his bag in the bathroom for a few minutes because I'm going to give him a present and it's a surprise 
And I then think I that's going to be papers. really obvious later on. <laughs> <laughs> How about one of us goes in there first and sits down near him, mm-hmm. and then you come in and pretend you're checking people's papers, and we'll be very compliant and show you our papers, and then he'll see it's normal, and then you ask for his, and then, oh, there's a problem with his, and you have to take them. That's not actually a bad that's, idea. That's quite good, actually. I think possibly... Um... Alcohol might grease the wheels a little bit more here. Yeah. So if we get him talking, drinking, maybe not exactly sober, guards down a little bit. Mm. That sounds good. He is a snob, isn't he? So you'd have to be. All right, so we'll get him really expensive drunk. (laughs) Okay. Who's gonna? Who's he gonna like the best if he's a snob? Hang on, is he going to believe I'm checking papers, looking how I look? Maybe I'll check the papers, and you, you make friends with him first. You can't do the spell, first. though, can you? No, but you I could mean, suggest that he, you do, that you do what the person says. I mean, I've got other clothes. Depends what sort of snobby is. I mean, I've, I've got some darker clothes I could wear that I could potentially look sort of official high-class drow in. That'd probably be a better bet. Yeah. Oh, the out of character for a second. Are the Ebon Guards still here? <coughs> you have seen them still maintaining a presence in Castlewood Square. Oh shit. Um. Fuck. Uh. Sorry, Castle Square Market. How far is that from the place? Uh, that is. Yeah, you're you're looking. You're literally a street's length away from the Castle Square Market. Oh yeah. God! Um, <laughs> so conceivable. Yeah, you could be one of them. For someone who doesn't really know. Well, that's not really the issue. Um, I mean, if I can get away without being seen, I could wear my other clothes. They're not going to walk into a high-class bar, are they? I wouldn't have thought so unless they had a, a reason. It's unlikely. I mean, uh, from what you said, it doesn't sound like they're the uh, the type to go moonlighting. Hmm. True. Probably wouldn't actually understand what that meant. Um, shit. Right, uh... I'd be tempted to get changed in there. Don't really want to be. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. And you should give street. us some time to sort of make him friendly. And yeah, because I mean, I'll, I'll and... get into a posh bar dressed like I am. I think I'm in my second outfit for reference because um, mm. I, I look sort of you know weird and high class. But yeah, while I'm in there, I suppose I could go and surreptitiously change in the privy into something that looked like I could be an official papers type person, maybe. Because, I mean, looking like a performer, he's not going to believe I'm checking people's papers, is he? No. But, you, you're right, that sounds like a, a reasonable idea. We've got to find him first, though. We don't. We basically just have a name to go on. And, the and fact a monkey a and a parrot. Very true. Don't forget the monkey and the parrot. Well, I mean, thinking about it, can we not... Uh, <laughs> this is a fool's errand! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do we not maybe drop these back at the lodgings? 
I suppose. Yes, maybe we could. I, I don't think they're going to help. Oh, no. But makes sense damn sure that Unless uh, you're going to distract him with the murder, Paris. I mean, that could potentially work. <laughs> You'll never prove it was me. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. This is going to be so unhelpful for like the rest of the campaign. Like, I can't even... <laughs> I never want to lose it anywhere. Let's take it everywhere we go. <laughs> Corzin got it because he thought it might possibly be useful if you could get it to say the right things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good right. luck with that! <laughs> lol, lol, lol. <laughs> right. So, sh- where, where should we leave the monkey and the parrot? Could we lock them in a room at the Grimani's or something? Could, we, could Wisdom look after those? Wisdom could with that sort of shit? Possibly. I mean, I, I feel better about leaving him actually in the company as somebody, but if we're not going to do that, then we've got to leave him in a place that we're fairly certain they're not going to escape. I mean, we can see what they say. <laughs> okay. Are you going to uh, head back into the Grimani's and attempt Deposit to the animals. offload your, your two <laughs> companions? I think maybe we should. I think That's we have strengths. <laughs> Just as a matter of course, actually, uh, if we're going to the Grimani's, are we not passing by the um, uh, the Halfling Gang's territory? Um, oh, yes, I could buy some opium. You don't have to... I mean, the direct route won't take you past the, uh, the, 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 the into the Warrens, but you could detour into there easily enough. Yeah. I mean, two birds with one stone. Quite. You know. One meaning we're getting rid of the parrots. Two meaning we're, you know, two birds. It's funny. No, never mind. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe I like this parrot. Maybe I've changed my mind. Cool. My feeling isn't mutual. Um, <laughs> let's, let's drop the animals off before we go and talk to the drug dealers, would be my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah. a wise thing. Yeah, let's. Just... <laughs> reaches up and idly strokes the parrot. Make an animal handling check. Okay. Oh, you're gonna lose a finger. He's so losing a finger. Sixteen. No, I'm not. Ooh. The parrot kind of tilts its head and very haughtily allows you to stroke it. Okay. So strokey, strokey. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> this. This parrot seems unusually um, sentient. Uh, we're going to look into this. I, I had a feeling about this parrot when I bought it, and that uh, feeling hadn't gone away. Hmm, if I was having the sort of feeling about the parrot that I'm having currently, I definitely wouldn't have bought it. Hmm. Also, it's fucking bigger than you. It could bite your face off. Got to watch out. How big actually is this parrot relative? Uh, it is. It is one foot tall. So it Jesus. is. Does that include the tail? Because the tails add a lot of length and sort of size to them. That's I the mean, point. yeah, it's more like a foot and a half if you're allowed for the tail. But yeah, yeah. this, this, yeah, this, it's. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to say roundly, it, it's about the main amount of its body. So it's a bit, yeah, it's about a foot in total. So. I gotta say that the main amount of it, it looks like it adds maybe a third. It's it's like around maybe a third of Corzin's height. Corzin it, it's not much different to having little Corzin on my back. Aww. Aww. 
Well, now you've made it cute and I can't make fun of you. That's not fair. <laughs> so. Because better luck next time. <laughs> so we drop off the parrot and the monkey. Then we go and buy some drugs. Then we go and steal the rich man's papers. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Good Sounds day like out. such a good day. <laughs> Let's do this. I hardly have any spells. Just, just so you know. Let's not get okay. into a fight. Good to know. I've got a few. So we're not fucked completely. But there's no reason we should get into a fight. No, that's not a thing you can Don't say, say in D&D. Like no, <laughs> shut up. Why would you say that? I didn't mean it. I'm taking it back. It didn't happen. Ignore it. Let's go and drop off the animals. You have been paying attention as to what's been happening over the last couple of days, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> Just out of character, I don't think Corzin has any um, spell slots used up as of today. Awesome. So, Are yeah. you so many getting away from all those guards? God, yeah, of course. Oh. Um, is it still snowing? It is. There's a continuous wow. light snow. Is there snow on the ground? Uh, there's a thin layer of snow. Like, maybe, maybe an inch, okay. if that. As we're walking. So, um... What's this shit that people say about snow where you can, like, build people out of it? It needs to have fallen a little bit thicker than it currently has, but, yeah, you know, you can make little uh, sculptures of it, or you can, like, lie down and draw shapes in it. It's, so it's what, you can, like, stuff. build people and draw in rain? Like, it's basically like rain, but cold, right? Well, have you never seen, like, an ice sculpture? Have I seen an ice sculpture, DM? Like genuinely. Roll me a d20. Something Seven. surely. Seven. Yeah, so probably not. Um, you've heard. Well, you've certainly heard of them, and they've been described, and you've seen ice before, but not my sculpture. No. Um, that it's just you there's you've never been in a situation where there's been so much ice that could, people could make it into a sculpture mm. cool no I've not really seen ice sculptures not like cold in the underdark suppose mm. not but yeah um, you can uh, generally it's uh, it, it's just more fun to uh, pad it up into a ball and throw it at each other though I'm going to make a snowball and throw it at Corzin. Immediately. <laughs> like, as soon as this is suggested. Uh, oh, it's really good. What's a, what's the attack on a snowball? So, uh, 19? Call it, call it <laughs> yeah, that Dex, hits. Okay. Yeah. I say, what, like this? And just throw a snowball in his face. Yeah, you get a snowball <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> and, oh, you cheeky mare. All right, and he uh, bends down and uh, grabs up another snowball and throws it right back at her. I'm going to run. I'm going to run away. <laughs> oh, that's... Um, nope, that's nine. Okay, nope, it sails past her and smacks into a nearby window. I imagine I've, I've upset the parrot uh, uh, quite significantly here. <laughs> he goes, all right, all right, come on. Ah, leave no insult, event, unavenged. <laughs> and I bend down and I pick up another one. I go, you can't get me, fuckers. You're invinci- I'm invincible and throw one at Scab. <laughs> For a 20, which I definitely hit. Yeah. Yes. 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 I just take it. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I attempt to uh, throw another one at Celestia. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Natural one. It just sort of puffs out <laughs> of my hand because there's you're not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's you. You actually throw it. Oh, you are you, a halfling. You are a halfling. You don't get ones. Oh yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> well done, Robbie. <laughs> I, I will invoke the lucky feet then. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not much, brother. That's an eleven. Yeah, you throw it, but it just sort of smacks the bottom of her boots. Doesn't really get her. <laughs> ah, I'm out of practice. <laughs> Time will come. <laughs> well, now it's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. All right, come on, let's go drop these animals off. Okay. You make your way back to the uh, to the Grimani household. Calls in. Can you roll me a? Luck check, please. Certainly Shit, why? Straight D20. <laughs> yep, straight D20. This is actually weirdly the one. You're probably the only class who could. The only race that can re roll a one when I ask for a, just a straight luck check. Mm. <laughs> Two! Hey! <laughs> okay. You get into the. Uh, you make your way in, and you can see uh, as you make your way through the false uh, front of the warehouses. Getting into the centre of the uh, uh, of the uh, enclosed green space, that um, the Lilith uh, is actually out. The uh, plump, green-skinned tiefling, and she's you know taking care. To, she's brushing little bits of snow off some of the uh, plants, and just you know cracking a, a very uh, crack, uh, like you know just. Make, checking to see whether there's any ice forming on top of the koi p- pond and similar, just take, you know, helping to take care of things. Um, Justice is there as well. He is uh, sweeping up a couple of leaves that have fallen. And he seems to stare at you for a moment, causing as if he's seen a ghost, before shaking his head. <laughs> ah, it is good to see the three of you. I trust all is going well. Can I roll insight to see if I notice anything? Yes. Or do I just notice? You can, you can roll an insight check. Yeah, um, do I notice this? Yes, you can roll an insight check. Oh, I totally do. Now I feel weird asking. Can I roll one too? Yeah, 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 yeah. 13. Everyone 17. Roll. Uh, lots. Where's my modifier gone? How lots? Insight. Uh, 19. Not lots, lots. Okay, Cor- uh, Celestia and, um, <laughs> and Scamp, you see the, the moment of shock... Um, Justice's eyes flicks to the parrot for a moment before <laughs> going back to no. before he just covers it quickly. Oh, you all right, Justice? Yes, it is always a, an interesting time when it begins to snow. You look like you've seen a ghost for a second there. <sighs> no, 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 not possible. <clears throat> but I, tr- okay. I understand that uh, you have had. You have been successful thus far. Yes, we um, we think they're all gone. Good. I am glad to hear it. You and me both. Yeah. And uh, I understand you have been helping out my son as well. Yes, we did. Yeah. That'd be right. We Pro- done a crime. We did done a crime, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make sure he doesn't get into too much trouble. I'm not sure we're the people to help with that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I, I think he gets into quite enough trouble on, uh, on his own merits. I see that you have um, picked up some interesting new uh, companions there. Yeah, you, you like carrots. Have, you wouldn't happen to have any seeds, would you? I think I can rustle something up. What um, do monkeys eat? Can I do a nature check? A nature check, yeah, roll a nature check. I so wouldn't know that that I'm not going to. Yeah. That is... I mean, I do know it, but Scamp doesn't. Yeah. Dirty uh, 20. I mean, I know, but Celestia doesn't. Okay, dirty 20. Robbie, what do monkeys eat? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the species, but mostly fruit, nuts. They're scavengers. Okay, pretty much what I was expecting, yeah. Good, just checking. I mean, they will eat meat if they can get it. Yeah. Like a chimp will tear another chimp apart, but those are apes, they're bigger. Little monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Causin, from what you've... You, you've seen a monkey in a travelling menagerie before. Um, they And you saw them being fed, and it was nuts, fruit, that sort of thing. Yeah, you want any, like, uh, walnuts or watermelon or uh, uh, something like that? Um, they don't eat that sweets. much. But... I've got uh, sweets. Uh, perhaps not this sweet. I, I have some uh, I have some pecans left over. Perhaps uh, perhaps yeah. it would be interested in those. Probably not good for its teeth. No. no. Or yours, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> if I well, perhaps uh, I think certainly uh, wisdom would be interested in meeting this monkey. Perhaps as long as it does not bite too much. Hasn't um, yet. <laughs> snap. One moment. He goes into the house and comes back a few moments later wearing a thick, thick oven glove that goes up to his uh, to, to his forearm, extends it out towards Corson. I will... If you want to leave that one with me. He says, looking to the parrot. Uh, all right. Um, is there a, a, a good place to to put it? I don't want to be too much bother, but... Oh, no. This one will not leave any time soon. <coughs> Long time. <coughs> Was the that... Parrot, <laughs> the parrot hops over onto Wisdom's kind of cloth-gauntleted forearm. Was that parrot just imitating him? (laughs) It's hard to tell. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. He's the the parrot and him seem to be staring daggers at each other. Still, (laughs) I hope you're. uh, Well, um, we shall be happy to look out off. Keep an eye on these at least uh, until you come back. Uh, the monkey's called Jeffrey. Uh, uh, can you roll an animal handling check for him? Uh, <laughs> hello, uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> the monkey tries to bite him. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, the deer making monkey noises is a good thing. <laughs> Coulson just smells. <laughs> All right. It's a type of monkey. <laughs> is, is it? There is a tamarind, I think. That's a Jeffrey's oh. tamarind. Oh. 
or maybe it's one of the Latin names. It was something yeah. I remember reading and going, huh, Jeffrey Monkey. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> that is brilliant. Okay, this is fucking weird. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're watching, watching Scamp just making monkey noises at this actual monkey who is hopping around cheerfully. Is that is that a sorcerer thing? Do you actually speak monkey, or is is just just no? Great, right? Let's go buy some drugs. <laughs> I think I need them. <laughs> okay. You leave the. <laughs> yeah, as you leave, you you're closing the door behind you. You just hear uh, as Justice is walking away away with the you know, cautiously kind of like trying to herd the monkey. Uh, about you know, like sort of Lilith is now trying to herd this monkey around and stop it from freaking out too much and you just hear as uh, Justice is leaving <coughs> your past will always come to haunt you <coughs> shit <laughs> causing sort of face palms slightly <laughs> good purchase there causing <laughs> well there's Still, possibly some uh, some use for that. It does seem to be a little bit random at the moment, but yeah, make a parrots, good dinner. That's for sure. Parrots live for a long time. They could have heard something important, or a lot of nonsense, or a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, time will tell. Yes, it will indeed. Okay, so you head on towards the Warrens. <clears throat> this uh, maze of switchback streets and uh, somewhat overbuilt properties. Uh, well, you've traversed it quite a lot, but you actually have to get a fair bit into the back streets before you find the uh, two-story kind of uh, form of the McDougal Brewery. Uh, essentially a sort of squat uh, rectangular building. It has uh, partly inset into the roof, so about two-thirds of it continues up to a second story. And you can see that there is a quite a wide chimney at the top from which is outpouring uh, just continuous roll of steam. Seems okay. that the brewery is just functioning it's the day it makes sense yeah. carrying on producing uh, beers of various types for the local bars mm. the uh, there is a stables at back <coughs> for the uh, dray horses that uh, cart the various uh, barrels kegs and hogsheads uh, of alcohol that the brewery produces and a uh, pair of double doors at the front. Uh, you can see that one of them is open, uh, and although there are some uh, doors, although there and there is multiple, you can see there's a short corridor inside leading to a few other doors. Although there is also a pair of doors open there, and you can just hear a few mutters of conversation and the sounds of. Uh, uh, ceramics being placed on tables. It seems like, like many breweries, there is uh, a small bar or taproom attached to it. Mm -hmm. An adjunct bar. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, there is, uh, there are two entrances to the building. Uh, one is a big pair of double doors. Uh, well, it's actually a single sliding door uh, at the back where the stables are attached. And of course, there are the front doors as well. There are windows, but they're all on the second story, uh, for on two thirds of it. And there are some barred windows on some of the rooms in the, on the first floor. Okay. I'm going to turn to the other two. I mean, we're not really doing, you know, espionage now, are we? We just wanted to check the place out. Yeah. So yeah, if I just a... ask somebody if there's anywhere I could buy some opium, that might sure. get us in to have a look. Um, yeah, might be... we could go sit in the bar. If there's a bar, just listen. Might what? be at least polite to go in there and uh, order a drink first. Yeah, absolutely, that's fine. Shall we go have a drink and a listen and a chat with people and you try and find some drugs? That sounds good. what we can find. Yeah. Let's start in the bar. That's always a good place to start, isn't it? All right then. So you head to, to the bar, and uh, stand. You do find that there is a uh, within a traditional uh, bar, just straight across the. Uh, well, actually, as you enter in, there is a corridor. It's quite. It's short, and there are two single doors off to the left. One single door up ahead. All of which are closed, and an open pair of double doors to the right. Looking in, you can see that uh, there are three long tables uh, with benches uh, attack, uh, spaced around the room. Uh, all of convenient... You can see that the, uh, the middle one is actually slightly taller, uh, while the twos to either side are a little shorter, uh, accommodating for human and halfling clientele, respectively. Uh, the bar, the bar stools seem to be in a sort of halfway house position next to the bar, but you can see that you would guess based on the height of the bar and the bar woman behind it, uh, that there is a, um, uh, that there, that there is some sort of little step ladder or similar approach to allow them to see comfortably over the top of the bar and serve drinks, uh, because... On this particular occasion, uh, it is a halfling who is serving. Mm. Uh, the barwoman uh, is a average height, so you know, three, three, three foot two-ish. There, there about uh, halfling woman. Uh, she is has frizzy, bright red hair. Of uh, when I say red, I mean like you know, proper ginger mm. uh, sort of hair. Uh, tied back into so vaguely half tamed into a bu- into a bun. Um, she's got freckles, quite pale skin. Uh, is wearing a simple is wearing a checkered uh, shirt rolled up to the sleeves, uh, and is currently polishing some glassware as you come in. Uh, there are uh, uh, there are sat in the bar at this time uh, four others. Uh, as well and uh, there is a clear um, familial resemblance between them Uh, all of them are red-headed all of them have freckles Uh, from the looks of them two of them it looks like yeah two of them are male 
Uh, two of them are female. Uh, all looking to be either brothers and sisters or cousins, all halflings. It's the fucking halfling weasleys. Yep. Sorry, and I had to like get that yep, yep. for a second. Yeah. And they're all having you know, having drinks with each other, dressed similarly in kind of workers' clothing. Uh, and uh, and as you enter, the four of them, their conversation halts, sort of. Anyway, the thing you've got to do is you've got to take them and you've got to... And they'll look up at you, look over to the bar, and then continue the conversation a little bit more hushedly. You've got to take them by the balls and you've got to squeeze at just the right... So, uh, <laughs> at this point, see, the uh, bar woman uh, calls out to you. Oh there! What will you be having? Uh, three ales, please. Hey. Right. I'll have you know, we don't need to do ale here. We do beer. So if you're having a beer, I'll be having to do your beer. Okay. She's very nice, thank you. She's speaking in a uh, quite a thick Joven dialect, almost on the border of one of the halfling dialects. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she does turn around, and you can see that uh, one of the barrels behind her is tapped, and she pours it, uh, does it to you three. Uh, pints of beer which she sets down at the bar I'll be three I'll be three uh, coppers sure I pay fuck it um, slides them into a uh, cash box right. right you might want to try that one special decanter today right thank you Sir Celestia having no idea what she just said causing <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing this whispers so she said it was specially decanted today. Right, thank, thank you. Oh. Um, so you seem like you know the area. I, I'm a little bit... I can see that. Yeah, I'm a little bit new in town. And um, I was wondering if you knew where I could get hold of some opium. Out of character for a second, opium is legal, right? It's super uh, legal. Our thing is, opium is legal. Opium without a license is illegal. Opium is legal, so I'm not asking anything illegal. Yeah. It's red leaf yeah. legal. Yeah, uh... Oh, uh, hmm, uh, hmm, that's a good question. Roll me a history check. Uh, you don't oh, know what she's going to ask, so. Um, <laughs> fuck. That's like, like a nine. You're not sure. Okay, right. I'll one. bear that in mind. Okay. Well, I was going to the rope him. Uh... I'm afraid you don't have to go a bit further down the street. If you want to find a license, then you might have a better chance in the glass water. Right, thank you, says Celestia again, having no idea what she just said. <laughs> Too posh to talk halfling. Uh. Causing cool, cool, just sort of um, pinches the bridge of his nose and um, says, try in the glass water. Right. Not very helpful to us, though. Kind of gives you a, a sidelong look. Then says to you, uh, to you, cousin. Hey, that's bound not with your watch, is it? Like I said, he's new around here, and uh, cousin is actually going to um, drop into his I own smile uh, <laughs> dialect. <laughs> and uh, he, he says, "I don't mean my nurse. He's uh, just a uh, just a person who's coming here now." Aye, well, she's all over the cheap stuff. We can get her sorted with that, but you know, we just don't want to make sure she's not uh, with us watching. You know? I uh, know you don't want to be worried about that. She's perfectly new. Just, uh, just uh, give her what you want, and it's all grand. 
Alright. Well, you want to be someone with my brother over there. Uh, that'll be uh, Tommy. Tommy will be the one who can help you with that. And she nods right, oh, to uh, one, one of the uh, four halflings. Right. I uh, I just think I managed to secure you a uh, a, a lucrative deal. Those were words. <laughs> what? Is, that's very fast. That's not. Was that another language? I'm not. It takes a. <sighs> Scab, did you get any of that? It takes a long Every time word. to say. It takes no. a long time to say something in halfling, so you got to speak fast. Right. Okay. Fair Lots enough. of compound words, you see. Yeah, I heard sounds. I'll give you a, a crash uh, course what, later. What am I supposed to be doing? What There's is a, the, a lad uh, over there four, by the name of uh, Tommy. Halflings has gotten up from the table. Was kind of striding over to you and you can see that um and he 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 sort of idly uh, kind of puts his hands on his uh hips so that the uh, shirt he's wearing is pressed to the side and you can just make out hidden uh, at his hip previously covered by the kind of loose shirt is the outline of a pistol mm-hmm. so he's you know kind of making so you know he's clearly armed so he goes so I understand you're looking for a little bit of uh, cut price. I mean, if you have it. Why don't you come into my sister's office? I'll see what I can do for you. Of course. Thank you. Gives a nod to the others. And uh, escorts you into the the corridor beyond uh, and through one of the two uh, doors opposite the ones that are closed. Uh, beyond you find there is an office uh, with barred windows and, uh, and a halfling sized desk mm-hmm. uh, with attached chair. Uh, the chair and desk are currently unoccupied. Uh, rather than sitting in the chair, he hops up onto the desk and mm-hmm. takes a seat there. Uh, and you can see that there are several filing cabinets along one wall as well. Close the door behind you, would you? Of course, I close it. Name's Tommy. You'll be dealing with me. Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Takes your hand, gives it a, a, a quick shake. shake. Hand. So, how much are you looking for? Uh, not a lot, some for personal consumption, maybe like five to ten doses, depending on the price. Well, not, not a huge problem. order. If you're lo- oh, then if you're looking for five to ten, what's well, cool about ten to twenty? You got the crowns on you? Yes. Alright, how much do you want? Five or ten? A ten. Why not? All right. He takes a key from uh, a little necklace around his neck, which he had noticed. Uh, reaches round, unlocks part of the one of the uh, drawers on the desk, and pulls out a uh, one of those paper wrapped bricks you've seen before. Draws a knife <coughs> from out of his boot. Seems to kind of measure it by eye slices off an appropriate amount of the brick of opium mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of the paper wraps the opium up in the paper holds it out holds out another uh, she's I the, yeah, give him the money takes the money hands you the opium pleasure doing business with you um just as a matter of curiosity um i'm pretty new on the surface there's a lot of things i haven't tried um i heard about a thing called red leaf i don't suppose you'd know anything about that Make a persuasion check. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, that's 
really good. Twenty-seven. Ha! Oh. Well, between you and me, I'm not sure if you'd appreciate this being uh, from down below and all, but uh, red leaf's kind of a restricted substance around these parts. Of course, they're bringing oh, I'm it sorry, in. Sorry, forgive from, my ignorance. That's all right. They're bringing it in for the from the colonies. Uh, uh, that's. I'm not saying it's not impossible, you know. I appreciate people who enjoy a good party. Certainly, no, my own family enjoys it, but. Um, oh, you know, it's doing nobody any harm, so it's just a bit of fun. Well, as long as you keep it in the right amount, eh? Hey, hey. Let's see, I could. Now, uh, I'm afraid I don't have any of the refined stuff available, all of that spoken for, but. If you're looking for just some of the leaf to chew on, mm, that's something I could sort you out with. I've got a few doses of that I could slip your way, but I'm afraid that stuff's a little bit more pricey. Like how pricey, just out of interest? Oh, we're talking... Um, we're talking more along the lines of ten crown a dose. Bloody hell, that is expensive. Mm. So the powder's cheaper, is it? No, the powder is more expensive because there's uh, you've got to see a chemist to get that stuff refined. Goodness, I mean, what is this going to do to me for that kind of money? Well, uh, I tried it once myself, and uh, I'm not going to say there isn't a bit of a rush. <laughs> there's quite a rush. In fact, Russian's kind of the thin. The nice thing about it is, if you're a bit tired out, if you've had a long day... Then for a short while, uh, it takes all of those ti all that tiredness away. You'll find that you're a little bit uh, quicker on your feet. Uh, maybe you can uh, move a little faster than you were expecting. Hmm. There's a few, the the powder is uh, powder is quite a little bit more concentrated, but it's got more of a got more of a kick afterwards. If you take my warning. Um, Take care not to do too much of it in the same day. You, after you've had, uh, when you're coming down from this stuff, you want to give yourself a wee nap. All right. Hmm. I'll buy one for curiosity's sake. Try right. new things. Reaches back into the, reaches into a different drawer. Oh, this is key. a bad decision, guys. Uh, make, a, make, a, <laughs> make a perception check. Anyone who wants to. Okay. Ooh. Well, we're not there, are we? Oh, I oh no, 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 you're all three of you. Oh, I thought it was just me who'd been taken to a side room. Up to you. I assume he brought... I'd intended for him to bring all three of you in. I was just being quiet. Okay, cool. I will be there. Yeah. Cool. Are you there, Scamp, or not? Um, it seems weird that I wouldn't be. This yeah. I'd assumed we'd stay in the bar. I was going to stay and listen to what people were saying. Okay, if you're staying and having your drink, then, yeah, it's just Corson and Scamp in. So that's a 19 on the inside? Uh, it's a nine for me. Uh, perception or insight? Oh, perception, in which case that's a uh, 21. Okay, you see that before, when he takes out the different key, before inserting it into uh, the draw, a different drawer, he carefully pushes on a, uh, on a small part of otherwise uh, ordinary wood panelling on part of the, of the desk before he opens it. He uh, withdraws a small piece of uh, butcher's paper, unwraps it, and you can see, pressed into it is a small wedge of 
dull reddish leaves uh, into almost like a little like a little wafer. Hmm. Like I said, that'll be ten. Uh, I give him ten. Thank you. And he passes you the, the grip. So I chew this, yeah. You chew that, and uh, it's got a bit of a kick. So mechanically, <laughs> for first of all, the addiction DC on this is fifteen. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, oh my con's bad. <laughs> so yeah. So. Uh, God, I'm a fucking idiot. Huh? Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know you're so, a rock star. <laughs> yeah, that's basically. <laughs> yep. Uh, rock and roll idiot. So, hmm. uh, the effects of this last for ten minutes mm-hmm. in the uh, in this version of it. The powder will last less, but has a more pronounced effect. Uh-huh. Uh, it suspends the effects of any exhaustion levels you have during those ten minutes. Okay. Takes an action to consume. Um, and afterwards, you gain a level of exhaustion as the come down. Okay. While it's up, your speed is increased by ten feet uh, per round. And you may take one extra bonus action per round. It's fantasy coke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's basically, basically fantasy cocoa. fantasy coca leaves, as it were, rather yeah. than fantasy... It's I mean, not, yet, not yet processed into fantasy crack. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be blunt here. Yes, it's totally fantasy coke. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, right. <laughs> you are a wonderful person, Jason. <laughs> yep, and uh, this one has this one has some pretty nasty uh, this one has some pretty nasty withdrawal effects, which uh, you don't know anything <laughs> lol, about. Lol, lol. <laughs> has yes. Corzin seen this before? Make a medicine check. Medicine. Oh god, yeah, because that this might be like a, <laughs> uh, an, an anesthetic or something. Natural twenty. No. Okay, yeah, so you know the full effects of this stuff. Uh, you've heard that it can... You've heard tales from from a few ports you've been in that someone has figured out how to process this stuff into a powder, which is which which makes it even fat more effective. Uh, short burn, shorter burn, but uh, brighter flame, as it were. Uh, regardless, this stuff is pretty fucking addictive. Uh, and if you've had enough of it, and, and there's been time for for the withdrawal to build up. Um, lethargy is the main uh, is the main initial effect, whereas uh, you know, uh, whereas overuse of opium is likely to c- cause you having troubles sleeping and resting. Uh, the uh, withdrawal effects on this are going to cause you to become sluggish slower to act, more reliant on having it to act effectively. Yeah, right. Shit. Okay. So, mechanically uh, increasing over time, speed loss, possibly loss of bonus actions, oh, and uh, other effects as it gets worse. Oh, so horrendous. That is all Let's make bad at, decisions. At the worst, at the, worst, at, at the higher levels, uh, it creates exhaustion levels that you can't get that you cannot sleep off until your addiction level w- uh, reduces. Bloody hell. Okay. Oh, bloody hell. That, that's a good way to die. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, like, it's it, you can sleep up, like, you know, it won't continuously take you down until six, which is death, but rather it sets your ma your minimum exhaustion when you get past ah. the early stages of withdrawal. So you can be, like, stuck at two. So you can be stuck at one, stuck at two. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Um, of course, right. I'll say, I heard there was a, um, uh, a dentist in Seoul who was, uh, who used this for his patients. Did a roaring trade, but unfortunately he ended up being shut down because he was his own best customer. Hmm. Hmm. You have, uh, one thing you actually would have heard with that natural 20 is, uh, when it was initially discovered, um, in, uh, uh in Sunder, uh, it was, uh, consumed a fair amount by the, uh, local, uh, lizard people. Uh, the church attempted to get rid of it, uh, initially, but uh, the problem is that having pressed those little li lizard folk into slavery to work the mines, they all ran out. They all seem to run out of energy once the uh, red leaf rations stopped. Uh, so uh, uh, there may be. So although it's banned here, out in the colonies, it has certainly been used to keep mines and plantations going, uh, to give their workers energy in a somewhat. Well, let's be frank, blatantly unethical fashion. <laughs> but, you know, there's also the slavery to consider. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is that. So, I mean, yeah. that's the thing that tips you over the edge. <laughs> Maybe reevaluate re your life. <laughs> so, you, uh, you pocket the cake of red leaf. Hmm. Exciting. All right. Well, I've got to say, always appreciating someone who's willing to have a good party. Yeah, if you know anywhere, um, you know, good party sort of district around here, let me know. Well, Sam, up until recently, uh, we used to. Uh, I'd heard some good things about the Silk and Sail, but that place shut down. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck that place. Sounds terrible. Mmm. We Staffing problems, or so I heard. Mm. Could see that. Could see that. I mean, hmm. Looks you up and down. I smile. Do you like tea? I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, maybe stick around. There's uh, three of you. Oh, sorry, the the pair of you. Can't help but notice that. Uh, Big old blunderbuss on your back there. Corson sort of reflexively uh, grabs the, the the strap of it. Yeah. See what a lot of it? use. Hmm. See a Fair lot of use. Fair amount. Okay. Okay. I'm wondering, uh, maybe you'd be interested in uh, doing a little work in exchange for uh, maybe a little bit more of this, or. It's called our cash, either works. Got mm -hmm. a plenty of the uh, opium and... Well, certainly I can lay my hands on more red leaf. Well, I mean... Depends what it is. Could use a few extra hands to help us get some things out of the city. Quite like, see? We might see a little bit of, um... Resistance. And... Uh, if you knows how it is, keep your mouth shut, your eyes open. Could be a nice fat bonus in it for you. 
Hmm. As long as you don't mind uh, transporting some stuff without asking too many questions. We are known for our subtlety. I've never asked too many questions in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so if you're interested, come back tonight, call dusk. Maybe my sister will have a word or two for you. Hmm. What's your name? Tommy. Tommy Tommy McDougall. And your sister? Ah, she's Morag, head of the family. Mm. Okay. No, just so that we're aware who we're working for. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're in charge around these parts. I'm sure if you ask around, you'll hear that. Hmm? And it uh, goes without saying, but don't you be blabbing about this. Or we'll have to cut your tits off and feed them to the dogs. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, darling. Don't worry. <laughs> Quite all right. Well, you enjoy that opium? Thank you. Um, might see you later. Indeed. Gives you a nod. I give him one back. Okay. Um, we leave. We go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Scamp, you've been uh, drinking and you know, you've, uh, without any effect, really, <laughs> apart from an increasing need to pee, uh, and listening in. Give me a perception check, please. Yeah. Oh, twelve. Okay. You catch the gist of what's going on. The three halflings that are still at the bar are talking uh, still at the tables are talking to each other but they're you know they're keeping their voices low they're making sure not to uh to talk too openly it sounds like they're having quite a sub- almost a subdued argument like there's uh one of the two girls seem to be taking issue with a proposition that uh, the the boy uh, the male halfling is uh, is pushing there's some sort of delivery they're looking to make um, or something that they're trying to move and it sounds like there's that it's some sort of very hot property quite a lot of it but something that's going to get them in big trouble uh, particularly if they're found out it seems and there there's there's a lot of talk about trying to get it all shifted that night but yes, that uh, seems to be the uh, limit of what you can find out. Specific details and times. No, you're only really able to work out the general gist of what they're saying. Okay. Uh, by this point, uh, Celestia and Corzin both exit the office. Mm. Okay, should we get going for now? Yeah. Right, I guess we we go. Everyone happy with that? Don't say anything until we're outside. Uh, but okay. once we are a good distance away from a couple the, of streets uh, away, yeah. Yeah, I say there is an absolutely one hundred percent chance that what uh, he's going to ask us to do is illegal. But that does provide us with an opportunity if we're smart. I mean, if we are literally going to the edge of the city with them, I'm sure we could get her on our own. That's true, but if what they're doing is... Oh, yeah, I um, I relay what happened to Scamp, obviously. I'm not going to say yeah. it all because we've, you've just listened, but, like, yeah. 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 Um, exchange information. Yeah. If what but, they're doing is illegal, we can just uh, give the authorities the tip off and scarper uh, once they're um, caught in no, the act. She didn't want the trash to take itself out, do you remember? 
she said that they're working on something yeah. big and she didn't want the authorities to take them in because right. then other questions would arise. Do you, do you remember? Am I out of character? Am yeah, I going no, mad you're remembering there? that correctly. They I did not that want the authorities involved. Yeah, because we we suggested that first off that we get the police on them. But um. All right. Well, in which case then, um, we got a. There's seven of them, isn't there? Yes. There's no guarantee they'll all be in. there. In fact, I would be surprised if they all were. We've got to try and get her on our own in Nabo, really, haven't we? I mean, there'd be a hell of a price on our heads if we do it. Don't know it was us. we to get rid of the rest of them, though. Yeah. I mean, it's... A certain amount of money per McDougal. They did say it was okay to just bring her in and leave her at the safe house. Okay. Didn't they? Again, well, out of character, did, am I going yes, mad? Yes, they, they, they did. Said, like, so the we, we the can... priority was, was Morag. Hmm. So we can just take her and take her to the safe house. We don't even have to kill her or anything. Yeah. The uh, just to remind you, the what was offered was twenty five gold per McDougal, mm-hmm. fifty for Morag, two hundred brought back a- alive to the safe house. Right. Mm. The so fact that they actually, want her alive suggests that they want to teach her a lesson. Yeah, but that wouldn't be our job, would it? Probably not. But we've just got know. to nick her, really. Yeah. What if? Mm, I mean, they said meet at that place, didn't they? What if we weren't to join them on the work? What if we just tailed them and then waited for her to, you know, be a little bit out of sight and just nicked her? Could do. It depends what they're doing. Moving something dangerous or very illegal or something, I think they said. Probably a lot of drugs, I imagine. Drugs can be dangerous and sometimes they can be illegal, but um, what? Well, the, the way they were talking about it made it made me think that what we were dealing with there was something that was definitely both. Should we stop it then? I mean, I don't really give a shit. Ordinarily, I wouldn't really. We uh, don't know what it is. It's, I mean, it's a nice idea, but like, what does it matter what weird illegal stuff they're doing? You know, ordinarily I wouldn't uh, concern myself too much with the ins and outs of the uh, the locals, but... I mean, they're just drug lords, aren't they? I mean, I know it's a bit grim, but... Well, we don't know. It's something they think's dangerous. <sighs> More illegal. They never said dangerous. I heard dangerous. What are they moving that's dangerous? I, mean, I don't think we're vigilantes, are we? I mean, we stopped everyone being murdered by shadows, but... Yeah, that was more or less in our best interests, though. Yeah, and it was I sort just... of our fault in the first place. What if it's something along the same lines? What if they don't know what they're doing? I mean, I doubt just that. Bit... They were paranoid at the moment. I mean, I get it, but, like, shadow eggs were, like, hundreds of years ago, and nobody knew why there was one left. It's probably one that Olga just saved for, like, fucking hundreds of years because she has so much fucking time on her hands clearly I don't know if we'd be any good at tailing them stealth is not usually our best no you well, have a point stuff but mm. well let's deal with this uh, Savat fellow and we can come back to this yes yeah, so let's see how we feel later we can mull on it every afternoon we'll need a nap if we're gonna go True, at least a small one. Okay. Preferably a big one, really, for you. 
Are you looking to take the nap uh, before you go to Savat or after? Um, what time is it now? It's probably about nine in the morning. Like maybe 9.30. Let's do Savat first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You uh, head back up towards the uh, Silken Goose. Now, Put my head up. <laughs> now devoid, divested of your animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I say I got changed into my second outfit at the Gramanis, by the way, because I meant to, but... I so is this your flashy... The flashy, super flashy, flashy one. one. Yeah, 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 because we're going to a posh place, yeah. and I would have done it, Yeah, I yeah, you are yeah. in you're in full Celestia, disadvantage to stealth checks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the codpiece is ablaze. Mm. It is, always. Uh, you do not pass any Ebon Guard during your journey. Right, good. Uh... uh and make your way back to the Silken Goose. Uh, stepping into the hotel, you can see that there is a reception area. The interior is beautifully inlaid with uh, pink and pink and white stone. Maybe marble, maybe fa- maybe possibly like some cheaper stone, but really polished up. Hard hmm. to tell. Uh, but there's certainly a lot of very polished brass uh, inlays and uh, candelabras and stuff around. And you can see that there is uh, sat at the desk. A fat uh, ha- male halfling with a pencil moustache and a massive black comb over. Wow. <laughs> Hello. A welcome to the Silken Goose. Hello. Um, Hello. We're possibly looking for a drink, maybe some lunch, ah, kind of thing. Then you will be wanting to go to the attached bar and restaurant. And he gestures dramatically off to one side, and you can see that there is a uh, there is a wine bar uh, that is part uh, part of the lower floor of this uh, of this hotel, uh, and there are actually a number of uh, humans and halflings currently clustered in it, uh, looking at the shape of them, probably still drinking from last night rather than starting. Wow, at nine a.m. Jesus. Yeah, these are the these are this is the hard partying lot. A few of them are just straight passed out on the couches. <laughs> That's impressive. Like, wow. Nice. But you can also see that coffee has been brought out as well. So they seem to be mixing, just going going between alcohol and coffee. Oh wow! In a very very in a very concerted all nighter. Uh, you can actually see that there, some some of them have reams of paper next to them and have been taking notes and just jotting and there's like scratched out pages and such. It's like looking at this, you get the feeling that these are writers. Fucking writers. W. <laughs> writers and students. <laughs> oh, no, the worst kinds of people. Ah yes, that is. Uh, Monsieur Savat's uh, crowd of admirers. Oh, Seems like a popular uh, fellow. Monsieur Savat's here. Goodness, I've heard of him. Do you know where he is? I'd love to talk to him. Uh, yes, he is uh, right there in the middle. And he points, and you can see at the centre of this crowd of uh, various writers and students and alcoholics and coffee drinkers, which are pretty much all the same people. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is a plump middle-aged halfling with tousled grey-black hair uh he looks and yeah he's actually got smile lines just at the at the corners lines just at the corners of his eyes and he uh, seems to be engaged in conversation with uh, several of the uh, of the uh younger uh, men and women around him uh currently sipping at uh a 
at a big old glass of port. How drunk does he look? Make an insight check. Uh, I'm going to make an insight check as well. Ooh, yeah, me too, if that's 21. Right. Like, you get the feeling that he's drunk a lot, but he can hold a lot. Right. Okay. So not completely sozzled, but, you know, he's clearly been going for a while. He's he's one of those old, you know, cast iron liver types. Like, I'd be willing to Doesn't bet half like that paunch is liver. Steal from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could we just pick his pocket, then? Oh, yeah, I assume he'd have it on him. I'm assuming, by the way, we've we've gone and got into the bar yeah. and sat down somewhere. So okay, no, no. In which there. case, um, as you go in and sit down, um, you can just see that uh, you, you're actually able to catch uh, just a little bit of uh, what he's saying to his companions. Uh, and no, uh, if you pass me the yes, the port is good, good. <laughs> but no, I opposed you, my friends. One of the great mistakes our people make is that we believe we serve the king. When in truth, it is the king who must serve. And there's a great deal from the various halflings and humans around him. Oh, what? There's nonsense. There's <laughs> general scoffing. No, no, no. Consider. The great nations we live in, whether they be my homeland of Seoul or this great land of Brighthall, expect that we should follow their laws and ordinances. And indeed, we must, for moral obligation more than fear of punishment. But that same moral obligation entails that our state must provide in turn for their people. If we are to follow our society's laws, then our society has a moral duty to provide for our basic needs. Food, shelter, security, justice. But have they? The poor starve in Seoul. Bread in the cities has risen to three and a half copper pence per quart and loaf. Three and a half! nearly all of a common labourer's wage just to eat for a day. Even in Wending, Brighthall, the places I have travelled, where they have not had Sewell's misfortune in harvests, I found broken-down housing and empty streets, places where men and women are forced to live in squalid conditions to sustain themselves, driven out by the extortionate rents of their landlords. And security! What security do you find in the deserters? abandoning the army for brigandage when their masters cannot pay them. Justice? What justice can there be when punishments are dictated by your birth or wallet? When a common man hangs, whether rich or well-born might receive a slap on the wrist, provided they have sufficiently greased the judge's palm. Even for capital crimes, a common man can expect a cruel death upon the gallows or gibbet when compared to the nobleman's axe. I dream, my friends, I dream of a land where man or woman, halfling or orc, rich or poor, people will stand as brothers, arms linked against their woes, equal in providence, opportunity and punishment alike, where wealth or accident of birth will not stand in the path of the advancement of those of merit or character, where a king is no more than the first magistrate of his people as responsible to them and their needs as they are to him. <sighs> but I am in my cups, my friends, and such talk is not for idly mornings as these. He gestures to the maitre d'. Fill the glasses of these good brothers and sisters of mine, good sir. <laughs> we shall have a round again. And uh, the pencil-moustached halfling rolls his eyes a little, gets up and starts 
filling up wine glasses and coffee mugs uh, and actually as if getting the feeling that Savat has been buying drinks for people for some time actually Brit sets out uh, three glasses for the three of you since you're in the room wine or coffee she is a literal champagne socialist wine please pours out wine or coffee I turn to the other two he's very good he's a good liar how do you mean? I mean that you could say that at pretty much any point in history and people would pat you on the back. He's very good. Um, unless you say it to the wrong people and then they'll just chop your head off. True. Well, true, but... I mean, all that he's talking about is it's it's never going to happen, is it? But he likes... He's got a way with words. He makes them believe that maybe it might. And maybe they're very clever for thinking that it might. I don't know. Hmm. He's good. He's very good. Do you think he has his papers on him? Hmm. That strikes me as a man who would keep his papers on him. Definitely. Or shall we go looking for his room? Well, we know he's not in his room, but... I mean, it's we... not a bad idea. I could ask friend to go and look at, like, the guest mm. book. I don't think the, um... Checking everybody's papers idea is going to treat us very well, you know. No. I think Not maybe we might no. be better off having a having a good look in his room and then if that doesn't work, maybe I don't know, I feel like he's the sort of person I could distract with bollocks. Well maybe if you start that now just to keep him here and then we go have a look at his room while he's distracted. Mm. That's not a bad idea. Right. Fuck it. If if we can find out where his room is. Should I send friend to go look at, say, if there's a book with, like, a list of guests or anything? Makes sense if uh, no one can see them. Okay, right. so do you two want to... I'm happy to do that for you, friend. Thank you, friend. Um, oh, that's so weird. I'll never get used to it. Can you roll me an investigation check, please, uh, scamp, for... <laughs> for friend. For friend. Same modifier, Same modifier I'm going to say. Oh dear. Scamp has not smarter than me. Scamp uh, oh friend has the advantages of being um, of being invisible. <laughs> but That's a five. I'm not very intelligent. <laughs> after the the skull doesn't leave your pocket, but you get the sense that uh, friend is kind of looking at a distance. Well, I think it's under the desk. Unfortunately I can't really get a good look at it from here. If you could if you could smuggle my skull onto the shelves behind here, behind the receptionist, I could take a look. Uh, unless you want me to just float on over there, but I think that might be a little might be a little easier for me you to try and just plant me. I can try. Um, how busy is it? Uh, it is. What are my odds are stealthing? It's the mid morning. Um, this this place is like. Every now and again, a guest comes down to check out. Like once every, you know, five to ten minutes, if that. It's not pressed. Or Savat will order more wine and the maitre d' will have to get up mm. <laughs> and pour it. So is, who's, is there someone who's at the desk? Uh, yes, the... Yeah, yeah, the maitre d' is the one sat at the desk. Okay. Um, so I say to Cousin and Scamp, so shall I, shall I start talking to him then? I can probably keep him busy. Um, well, give us a sec to find out where his room is first. Okay. In case we need you for that, maybe. Of the three of us, you're probably the most likely to turn his head. I think I could talk shit to him. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, um, I can. We could try and distract the person at the front desk for a sec, and I could try sneaking over there. Okay. Maybe minor illusion of voice calling them or something. Nice. All right. What do you do? Um. Oh, I find all my spells. Um. Should I think? What can I minor illusion? I've got minor illusion. Like that's not a problem. Um. Just someone calling them over. Has anyone called them over that we that we could? I'm gonna do a voice as though it's sort of from upstairs in one of the rooms going, Maitre D, I have a problem! Make a, <laughs> make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> That's a one! That's a nat one! Fuck! Oh, no. Bollocks! Oh, dear. The Maitre D, you seem to be halfway in the bu- middle of reading something, so it's up, looks around for a moment, and then looks directly at you. Yes! What is it you require? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought... Can I sneak away while yeah. that's... I mean, you... This particular wine, yeah. I thought it was a type that I'm allergic to, but actually, I, I think it's okay in the end. I think we're all right. <laughs> Very sensitive stomach, you know. I see. He gives you a slightly suspicious glance and then sits back at his desk, this time not reading stuff and just sort of keeping an eye out. I turn to Gordon and go, okay, maybe not my best piece of improvisation, but I panicked. I'm sorry. Gordon <laughs> right. just sort of uh, looks at you and he shrugs, but then indicates uh, Savat again and starts slinking carefully away. Okay. okay. I'm going to go with Savat. We don't know where his room oh, is. Oh, should I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. should so, I wait? I'm so wait. while, while I'm Celestia wait. is kind of slinking over, Scamp, what are you doing? Well, I needed a distraction um, to get the guy away from oh, okay. the right. thing. Corson um, is going go go to gonna go up to the Mater D and um, uh, sort of... Is the Mater D a human? Uh, no, he's a hoffin. Oh, okay, great. Um... So he, he just starts uh, engaging the maid today in conversation. So, so were all these uh, fellows here um, part of Savat's entourage, or or is this just people he's gathered? Ah uh, no, they are um, many of them are locals at the university. Others are journalists or writers. Uh, Savat has uh, is being invited to a special. Uh, uh, soiree tomorrow night at the university after he gives a speech. Uh, so they has attracted a lot of attention from people who want to come over and uh, uh, schmooze up to him, I suppose you could say. Right, he's, I he's see. He's noted uh, for writing a lot of um, very influential pieces in newspapers. <laughs> Bit of a rabble rouser, if you ask me, but uh, he's uh, quite as good. Uh, as Corzin is talking to him, he's like behind his back, uh, gesticulating to uh, Scamp to go past him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay by the bar, having been bad at distractions. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to put my hood up and try. Uh, make, a, make a staff uh, check. Okay. I say to the uh, the missionaries, So how long has he been here? Uh, Twenty one. Nice. Twenty one. Nice. You slip right behind him. And he's got a disadvantage on perception to spot me. Okay, 21. Uh, oh, that's for you. Actually, he rolls the perception check. With disadvantage, if I can 
find my... No, no. Sorry, I'll just roll this twice. Uh, that's cocked. Good thing he had, he had disadvantage to spot you, because one of those was a natural 19. Oh. Uh, the other one, however, was a natural 1. He just seems absolutely engrossed in, in, like, in, in talking about this uh, celebrity with uh, with causing. Can I try flicking through the book while I'm there? Uh, he actually picks the book up and puts it to one side, slightly out of his eyeline, so that he can lean <laughs> forwards. <laughs> I'm going to quickly scan through it and find what room. Give me an investigation check. But yes, oh, no. no, he has been here for um, the better part of oh, five Eleven. days now. Uh, he, fortunately, this guy's pretty distracted. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. oh, it's all alphabetized. Okay, Savat, uh, Savat, <laughs> Savat. That's Z. Nope, S. Friend, uh, help me. I'm not very good at reading. <laughs> uh, this way, this way. Uh, no, no, uh, that one, next one, next one. Over. Yes. Oh, there, there, there. Uh, 118. Are there any keys inside? Uh, looking behind you, you can see that there is indeed a uh, the, the, uh, cubby holes full of keys. Uh, the one for number one eighteen is currently empty. But is there a master key like that the like the housekeeping would use? Uh, make a perception check. Oh dear. No, it's oh, ten. No, I don't see anything. That's a ten. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to say with a ten. Uh, you can see what looked like a ring of keys um, pressed mm -hmm. into the back pocket right against the arse cheek of the maitre d'. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, well, yes. Um, fortunately, he like, he drinks like a fish, so... No, let's walk away from that. <laughs> let's walk away from that. Um, yeah, and he's got the gills to match. I'm not a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to forget sometimes. <laughs> Not a rogue. Not Which a rogue. Is, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, we've had rogues in the party before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> Not on this <laughs> campaign, well, different campaign. used to be like plus 12 or something. Something yeah. mental, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, no, I, uh, he is welcome to stay as long as he likes. If he, uh, as long as he keeps ordering like this, it is, <laughs> it is entirely worth the... Uh, trouble to continue emptying out our wine stores. Well, ah. there's, there's nobody you can drink like a uh, like a philosopher, I suppose. Hmm. Once, the uh, I, once many years ago, we had a dwarven philosopher uh, come to us. We actually had to bring in new barrels, but uh, but these are for another time. In fact, why don't I regale you with that particular story? <laughs> he stops. Would be delighted. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try and make my way upstairs. <laughs> okay, is this? Yeah. yeah. So while this is happening, do I see Scamp going upstairs? Yeah, you can. You can probably see Scamp. Okay, I'm gonna go over to yeah. Savat like immediately. Yeah. So, cause your ear is topped off for some time. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to roll an endurance oh, check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me at your. Uh, yeah. Good. What? Give me a. Uh, a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw, okay. That is a 14. You feel like you're feeble-minded, uh, but you're not. It's just incredibly dull. You sh you don't suffer any ill effects from intense boredom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and manage, yeah. manage to keep up the pretense of being interested. Hmm. <clears throat> so, okay. uh, over to, while, while uh, Scamp is heading upstairs, Celestia. I'm going to go over to Savat, mm -hmm. obviously. 
Ah. Hello. Um, mind if I join you? What you were saying was quite interesting. Yeah. It's always nice to hear uh, someone of interest. He kind of blearily pick, pick, looks you up from, um, down for a moment. Especially, um, usually my words don't uh, go so well with uh, the uh, those of your uh, st- social status, shall we say. <laughs> I mean... Would you care for a drink? All right, then. Pours you a stiff port. Okay. So, while we're I'm having gonna, this conversation... No, I'm not oh, done. No, not done. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say to him, so, um, I couldn't help but notice that most of what you were saying was basically bollocks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you could say that at pretty much any point in history and people will nod and smile, but it's never going to happen, is it? So, you're, okay, you're questioning my, the conviction of my beliefs. Yeah, I think it's a load of frilly words. I don't think, I don't think it means anything. All right, then. He fills up his glass as well. Let's have a drink and talk about it. Yeah, convince me. Okay. He raises his glass, take with yours. Tick. Cheers. Takes a sip. Make a constitution safe. Oh shit, what's in it? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, 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 this is. You take a sip Alcohol. of this and realise, oh fuck, this is dwarven. This is dwarven port. Oh, 12. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do a counter check for him. This is functionally a drinking contest. Yes, let's do this. I'm so here for it. Okay, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's a uh, 19 for him. So you are at one loss. Okay. I'll start writing them down somewhere yeah. just for sanity. Yeah. Uh, so it's a Celestia versus. Uh, so effectively, <laughs> he's at one win, is what we're yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, first to three has as at the risk of passing out or similar. Mm. <laughs> ah, he takes a, dr- a long draft of it, and you can see he's been already quite drunk, but it's been going for some time. Well, yes, there have always been those who believe that uh, the ideals of uh, fair, uh, the ideals of a social contract or fair decisions between uh, kings and... It's all lies, kings. isn't it? It's all built on lies. Nobility is a lie in itself, isn't it? Well, it's a load of shit well, that you get people to believe so they do what you say. That's all it is. Well, perhaps that may be how it started out, but I believe that we are empowered to grow beyond those ignoble beginnings... And I believe that it is entirely possible for a society to exist. Indeed, that we have a moral duty to create a society where those in power are obligated to serve those below. After all, do do we not have... Isn't that the definition of fucking power, that people are serving you? What a load of shit. What is power? Power is having the ability to command others, to, to convince others to do what is outside of their immediate self-interest and within your interest. Yes, it is certainly within the capacity of those who have such power to abuse it, but think of what could be done if it could be turned to the common good. Power's not a good thing. Oh, well, I think on that is another point on which we must disagree. <laughs> and I'll drink to that. He raises his glass again. <laughs> Cheers. Tink. Give me another constitution <laughs> save. Yes, let's do this. Oh, fuck, that's an eight. Fifteen? <laughs> Two losses for Celestia. Oh, I'm going to pass out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wow, yeah, this stuff goes straight to your head. Celestia mm. sways for a moment. But, but I, the thing is, if you give somebody power, 
they're never going to do anything good with it. They're just going to play with everybody like they're their little dolls. And you're going to end up with the sort of fucking society that's existed forever, aren't you? It's a load of, load of bollocks, if you ask me. Well, between you and me, what well, I feel is important then that those in power are not secure in their power. Perhaps through some manner of democratic process by, by which their power yeah, relies works so well. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I believe that a properly educated, philosophically taught people, if they if they know that they cannot keep their power without the assent of the people, will be much more motivated to care for the for people and lend their their their, their power towards public works and care rather than needing to ex- rather than expending it upon personal. No, if somebody realises that they can lie well enough to convince people that they're powerful, they will, you know, use it to shit on their lowers. If you give a child a rock, it'll squash ants with it, won't it? Now you see, yes, certainly there, are the, the, there is always a risk of the demagogue, those who are very persuasive, who might seek to abuse that power. And that That's is why all it they is, must... it's persuasion. There's nothing that makes them better. They just think there is. I, but I do, this is the thing, I do not believe that in this ideal society those in charge are better. Merely that they have had a chance for more education to prepare them to rules wisely. I don't believe, and one day they'll see my head off for this, I don't believe that the nobility are better. All men, all women, man or calfling, we are all born as babes. We all are born the same. Our circumstances of our birth, our fortunes may differ, but that is all it is, fortune. It is not, it is not a regent-given right that some may rule and some must serve. I believe that the duty of rule must be earned. And that is something I will drink to. Me too. Cheers. You a clink of the glasses. Mm-hmm. Eight. Oh, ha! Fifteen. Okay, he takes his sip, <laughs> and you can see Come his back. eyes start. Yeah, his eyes are starting. Defeat for another round. It's getting a little. Get a little, Eyes are getting a little more lidded now. I mean, that I can agree with you on that power should be earned, but I don't think power is something that people currently earn. I think power is something that people lie their way into and abuse. How would you suggest we stop that? I would dearly like to believe that words alone could do this. Bullshit. Hmm. And maybe in a better world they could, but words must be backed up by action, and a time will come where if we can, if the those who rule cannot accept that they must rule justly, then those that serve them will rise up, must rise up and rape and create a better world. By force at first, though in time we must abandon force if we can, but always there will be a need to fight against those who would oppress. In order to do that, they've got to realise it's all a lie first. And the secret to that is education and enlightenment. That is the spirit of this of these last centuries here on the surface. I know that things have been different down below, but science, reason, these are the keys that will allow people to lift themselves up. 
with education, with reason and discussion, people can break free of the chains of delusion that those who are well-speaking and capable would put upon them. That's a nice thought. It is. And I'll drink to that. Me too. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell. I'm loving this so much. Eight. Shit. Twelve. Yeah. Dear listeners, you Sus- didn't tune in for... Uh, oh. for, for, for philosophy, but I hope you're staying for it. Uh, <laughs> As you, so um, that's you, three you, on his end. Yep, you both drain the glass and he clinks it down. <laughs> what the fuck is in your port? Jesus. He claps you on the shoulder. I like to get this stuff. I like to get the dwarven stuff. Got hooked on it from my days spent with the old dwarven philosophers. Ah, <laughs> oh, you might want to sleep that off, my dear. Mm. I think maybe you're right there. He reaches forwards and claps you on the shoulder. As you do so, as he does so, you you can see that his waistcoat slightly peels to the side, and you can just see that a wallet is stuffed into the inside pocket. Right. Do I pass out? Uh, you're not passed out, but you're not really capable of conversation. You have disadvantage on ability checks until you can get some coffee or... Should I cast a spell? You can cast a spell, sure. Uh, um... Shit. Hmm? Uh, uh, I'm trying to decide whether to do something or not. Fuck. Um, I'm going to cast Suggestion. Okay. It's been really amazing talking to you. Um, I'm a bit of a budding author myself, um, but I can't really get anyone to look at my stuff. I mean, it's a bit of an ask, but... I don't suppose you'd be um, willing to lend a signature to anything, would you? So you're suggesting that he lends a signature? I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out where to do this. I mean, I could even... I could even just, you know, borrow your papers for half an hour, forge it a few times. You don't even have to do anything yourself. I'd do it all. Okay, You're suggesting that he lets you borrow his pet. Uh, yes! Okay, let's ah! He blinks a moment and you just see. And you see the. Uh, and you just hear a sort of. sound that no one else in the room seems to perceive. Mm-hmm. Causin, you hear this sound briefly while you're having this incredibly boring conversation. You recognise it yeah. as the sonic one of. Uh, Celestia's spirit oh. only seems to manifest as music uh, rather than light and so that kind of blinks a little well between you and me sure and he reaches into his pocket pulls out his wallet thank you if you could not tell anyone as well um, it's just you know people might get a bit funny if they know I've Nick your signature for my book is a little embarrassing. That's all right. If you, um, I'll be here if you just make sure to pass that back to, to me, all right? Okay, thank you. And, uh, Good. I will do. Thank you for your extremely strong port as well. It's 
Oh, yes. Delicious. Should definitely be, try some. I'll be back in a little while with mm. this. I need to go and deal with them, but I'll, I'll come back. Just, yeah, like I said, don't, don't tell anyone. Sure, you, okay? sure. Why not? He passes you his wallet. Mm. Uh, inside. I'm going to put his wallet in my pocket. Yep, you, okay, you put your wallet straight in the pocket. You'll take a look at the contents later. And then I'm going to drunkenly stumble past Cause and go, <laughs> walk out the door. Uh, at this, Cause and goes, if you'll just excuse me for one moment, I I think my friend needs some assistance. And I scarper as quickly as, uh, but as um, respectfully as I can after uh, Celestia and I sort of take her, I guess, by the hand, because that's really yeah. all I can really do. <laughs> I, um, outside, is there like a, like, can we go around the back? Yep, if that yep, makes yep. any sense, we're going to like in the street. Um, cause him. I sat, I hand him the wallet. You can have a look in that and see if there are any papers in it, could you? I can barely even fucking see that man can hold a drink. Jesus Christ. Not Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to wipe that. I would know his tits. Causing <laughs> mm. uh, gingerly opens the wallet and uh, looks through. Uh, so you find... Mm, so you find, some, uh, you find a, a set of identity papers uh, for one Jean-Paul Savat. Uh, you find uh, 12 gold pieces in loose change. Uh, you find a... You actually find uh Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, you find... <laughs> three 50 gold piece banknotes uh, of the large folded type that you would take to a specific bank. Right. Uh, the to to cash in for coinage, <laughs> uh, a handful of of what appear to be love letters and letters uh, and tear stained letters from fans. Mm. <laughs> fucking Gilderoy Lockhart <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh, a pressed rose, uh, but no party, but no party invitation, hmm. which was the other thing you had to get. Right. Well, the um. Do we have everything? Is everything there? Celestia's like leaning against a wall. <laughs> the uh, the identity papers we can we can have. Okay, um, that's a start. What, what was it? We needed an invitation as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I suppose. Where's that... Scamp? Are they are they in in his room? Might be there. Speaking of which, well, probably. Scamp, yeah. You we make your way know. up to room 118. Going really stealthily. Okay. Or trying to, at least. Give me a stealth check, please. And I guess... Uh, and I've got my hood up. Yep, hood up. <laughs> um, so it's disadvantage to see me, and mm-hmm. that is a mm, 17. Okay. Um, there are a couple of various guests who pass, but don't actually see you at all. This is it, like, you know, the moment anything come by, you just stop in place and they walk straight past you. No, like, as if they just haven't seen you in the slightest. And then you carry on. You're keeping to shadows and such, but, yeah, the chameleon effects of the shadow cloak seem to be working pretty damn well. Uh, so, you head uh, up to room 118, which is neatly displayed by a, uh, a num- door uh, by a door number in brass on the front. Uh... 
with, and after a couple of false starts, friend helpfully identifies uh, the one that is 118. <laughs> I can count somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. Uh, yeah, it, giving, giving the door a check. Uh, nope, it, uh, it is locked. Is it alarmed? Make an investigation check. Ooh, 19. Hmm. As you're studying it, you see someone else open their door further down the uh, hallway. You, s- you stay stock still, they don't seem to notice you. But you notice as they do so, there's a small uh, ding a ling sound uh, attached. And you notice that there is uh, next to the door, set up in such a way that it can be wired to serve as a sort of alarm, a room service bell. Uh, this person seems to have accidentally uh, knocked it off when they went in, but yeah, there is. You'd have to. You you reckon there's probably a way to open the door if you're being cautious that doesn't set the room service bell off. Okay. Can I try and get it unlocked? Yes. Give me a thief's tools check. <laughs> Ooh. Um, thieves' tools. It's dexterity, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, twelve. You try a little bit, but... And then you just hear from inside, ding ling 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 Okay, you've set the room service bell off, uh, but you've not quite made it through the lock yet. Give me another check if you want. Uh, yeah, why not? I'm going to keep an ear out for anyone coming. Oh, natural 20. Ooh. Oh, fantastic. This side, like... It neatly clicks open. Okay, the door swings open. You find yourself in a very messy hotel room. Uh, there are wine bottles scattered around the floor in places. The bed is on; it's completely mussed up and has seen some use from the looks of it. Um, <laughs> there are there is a, a heavy case. There are books and such scattered everywhere. There is so much shit that you're just going to that it needs an investigation check. Uh, so, friend, can you help? <laughs> All right, uh, I think, yes, let's call this uh, within the hour then. Uh, I'll pop out and see what I can do. The little skull floats out. Uh, actually, the skull doesn't need to float out. Uh, books start lifting up, folding themselves through pages. So make your investigation check with advantage. Oh, because that's so good. Uh, that's a 10. With advantage, okay. <laughs> yeah, one was a four, one Shit. was a nine. <laughs> yeah, it takes a four. You're spending, you spend about five minutes just furiously searching uh, before you, uh, one of the uh, heavy kind of one of the one of these manuscripts, and you can see there is a lot of there are a lot of uh, of journals, uh, half abandoned writing pieces, uh, like uh, sketches and such, all manner of things, and a lot of tear stained love letters uh, that uh, part, uh, that sort of fall out where you're searching. But as you open one of the manuscripts. A gilt-edged invitation, uh, invitation on really nice cardstock comes out, uh, inviting Jean-Paul Savat as the guest of honor, uh, as the guest of honor to a private soirée at Madame Leclerc's after uh, his keynote speech at uh, Crosswater University. Uh, invita- and it says at the bottom in red letters, "Invitation required plus one." Right, I'm, I'm going to leave. Okay, <laughs> as you that. do so, you can hear uh, the sound of wheels trundling down the hallway. Mm. Uh, it sounds, and yes, you can just, uh, you, you, there's definitely, 
the sound of a heavy trolley being pushed along. Is there anything you want to uh, do? Or? Do you, I think I can get out of the way of it, or do I think it's going to Up to you. Oh, I'm going to lock the door and hide. <laughs> okay, you close it. You slam the door shut. Close it. Sensible. Make a stealth mm. check. Uh, hoods up, so I've got okay. my advantage. Oh, that's not good at all. No! <laughs> Uh, it's a 12. You just hide under one of the desks in the room, and there is a knock at the door. Room service! Have I heard him speak? Room service! Um, yeah. You have. Yeah. Can yeah. I minor illusion and replicate his voice? Sure. Give. Uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, change my mind. Go away. <laughs> change my mind. Go away. Make a deception check. That was fucking weird. I don't know why, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, deception 17. <sighs> fucking writers! <laughs> you hear the, the trolley wheel off down the <laughs> And then I'm going to get out of there before they realise he's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and you do! You quickly scarper downstairs and you see uh, and you actually just catch the... Uh, uh, the bright white and purple tailcoat, as it were, of Celestia, the staggering out the front door, and you actually, and you, you, just as the a pair of them are asking where how you're doing, you catch up with them in the back alleyway. That's perfect. <laughs> I found this, but I can't find any papers. Well, I've got the papers. It's fine. Let's see on a wall. Now what do we do? <laughs> um, find a coffee shop. Uh... Yeah, I need some like food or something. Fuck, what's, what is that bot? Jesus. Oh, I don't know to <laughs> even ignore all the Jesuses that I'm doing. I'm just, that's just slip of the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, as good for getting you drunk as it is for stripping the barnacles off the hull of a ship. Mm, yeah, it felt like that. But in a very sort of expensive way. You know? Alright, well, just so, uh, so we don't immediately uh, get fingered for daylight robbery which is what this is <laughs> we should probably go over to the, the sculptor's garden like, we should right probably now. give his wallet back to him he's not immediately going to notice it's gone um I think uh, I think maybe he, he thinks I'm going to come back in a while with it yeah so why don't you go back I mean, I've got eight hours. He's going to notice that the papers aren't in it, and then I'm going to have to explain that. So, uh, is I that how long that spell thing that you cast is going to last? Yeah, we've got eight hours. I told him not to tell anyone. True. Strictly speaking, the wording was, lend me your wallet, so it would still be in effect. Yeah. Uh, lend me your wallet and don't tell anyone. Well, you get to make one suggestion. Uh, like... I'm I don't know actually. I, that, that's I, don't, I that. think that would count as two separate suggestions. Okay, cool. Because it's got to be. But it, it's eight hours. Yeah, uh, it's just a question of whether it completes the moment he passes you the wallet. I think the wording of lend rather than yeah. give means that, it, like, yeah, you can sustain it, and he will count it as he will still believe that it's being lent rather than stolen. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, very good, actually. I mean, but the thing is, if I hand it back to him with no papers in it. He's going to have questions because I said lend. So Are you good at d duplicating things? That's what I was thinking. Could we forge it? 
Can we take it to the sculptor's garden and ask them to do it and then take it it's back? It's possible. Yes. All I right. think that, that could be a good idea. They have coffee there, don't they? If we've got the time... Oh, God, so yes. they've got coffee there. <laughs> they've got enough coffee. Let, let's go to the sculptor's garden. He's not going to suspect anything for a good while yet. As long as I don't pass out or anything. Um, Try not to do that. Just hit me if I do. Um, but it should be fine. I think I'm okay. I'm very drunk, but um, not passing out or anything. Okay. I'll throw another snowball at you. <laughs> Shut up. Don't, that, me, oh, don't do that. That's a terrible thing. <laughs> you uh, stumble on towards the statue garden. And that, I think, is where we're going to take our break. So, uh, gentle listeners, we shall return after this no doubt important message. And now, a word from our friends over at Party Advantage. Greetings listeners, are you looking to add more D&D fun to your lineup? Then be sure to check out Party Advantage, a D&D 5th edition play podcast featuring two campaigns alternating each week. In the Arius adventures, you'll set off into the land of Arius, from the ancient dragon gods that created this world to the rise and fall of various races and civilizations, this land has history that stretches far into times long forgotten. Our heroes find themselves on a journey that will take them to the busy city of gnomes, the gilded halls of the high elves, and to the deepest depths of the Underdark. Then in the Farwind Saga, you'll travel with our group of anti-heroes for their suspense-filled exploits as they explore the enigmatic continent of Farwind. This is an ancient land lost to the histories of Faerun, where mystery and danger shroud the deep forest, forbidden mountains, and dark mires. Yet every risk offers tantalizing rewards to those brave enough to take them. Will these parties gain the advantage on their next encounter? Find out every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you then. Ah, can you hear me? Ah, I can hear you. Ah, through your headphones. Ah, your speakers. Ah, while you're at work. Ah, or taking a jog. Ah, or playing your computer games. Ah. You should like, share, and subscribe. Because ah, I'll know if you don't. Ah. And welcome back. So, you make your way back from the uh, Silken Goose across town. So, as you're making your way down towards the sculpture, the statue garden, you're crossing through the Iron Ward, and it's just as you're approaching Steel Square that you actually encounter, well, you see a platoon of about six of the Ebon Guard leaving uh, St. Bridget's Church and heading up towards the Duke's Ward. Uh, in the direction you're coming from. Okay, I'm going to duck into an alleyway, like, immediately. Okay, give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Oh, please. shit, no. Uh, this is really bad. Because you're wearing your bright clothes. Oh, you will never believe what has just fucking happened. I roll a natural 20 and a natural 18. <laughs> What's oh, my stealth? Fucking hell. Uh, that's a 21, mate. I'm okay. fine. Um, yeah. Ducking into an alleyway, you can see that, um... 
by sheer coincidence, someone has actually left a handcart, uh, just uh, quite a large, heavily piled handcart that you are just able to perfectly slip behind. Uh, The six Ebon Guard march past, barely, uh, more or less oblivious to your presence. Uh, they just—they seem to be taking everything in as they pass, but they don't see you. Just carry on on their way. I like to imagine Celestia just jumps into the cart with no warning. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, and um, Corson looks around like, "What the? Oh, <laughs> right. This is one apple cart. I'm not going to upset." <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, once the. Guard have passed, you slip back out, continue yeah, on your Celestia's way. is looking a little bit breathless and a bit small and tense and not good. Hmm. It's alright, they've gone. Right, let's go to the sculpture garden. And uh, indeed, you head back to the statue garden. Uh, where... can, can I roll an insight check actually just to see how much that's obviously... Um, a terrifying experience for her sobered her up? <laughs> Sure, go for it. That's a... 14? I mean, it momentarily sobered her up, but um, she's still pretty sloshed. It's one of... I mean, as the... Yeah, like, I'm still pissed, but it's one of those when something scary happens, you snap out of it for a minute, and then your body's like, oh, no, we're still drunk, fuck. But, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The adrenaline only lasted for a few moments. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the occasions where uh, dis- it's a good thing disadvantage doesn't stack. Yeah. Of course, you're drunk yeah. and flashy. That was one of the best disadvantage rolls I have ever rolled. Like, yeah. literally. The best disadvantage roll to be rolled on uh, this on this actually. podcast ever was in episode one, uh, when Corzin rolled two natural twenties. That was ridiculous. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I said at the time, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> So, you. So the Ebon Guard are going the other way. The Ebon Guard are going the other way. Yep. I will keep my eye out. You do? Drunkenly put my cloak on over my fancy clothes. (laughs) And put the hood up slowly, haphazardly, so it falls a little bit over my face. Okay. Continuing on with the. As with all the appearance of someone who is kind of feeling maybe a little ashamed of their rampant day drinking. <laughs> you stumble onwards to the statue garden where uh, as you as you enter at the bar Valdanium, uh, the uh, blonde high elf in an immaculate uh, black vest and skirt is, uh, looks and goes, right, I'll have the usual room prepared. Strong coffee? Yeah, that, that, that would be really good. Mm. Please, thank you. It was all in the line of duty. <laughs> She'll see you shortly. Dutiful drinking, yes. I say this camp very seriously. <laughs> you are shown into the usual enclosed uh, lamplit room, where and uh, with gr- with appreciable speed, uh, three cups of coffee are uh, produced uh, and served to you by Valdania, and. It's actually after a, you're actually left waiting for the better part of ten minutes before Veldrina, uh, her twin, show in the uh, again her green dress and petticoat, uh, made up and rouged, uh, enters with her own cup of coffee. I assume I'm still pissed. 
Like, how pissed am I? I mean, you've been drinking coffee for ten minutes, so... Okay. You're kind of starting to get at the not quite sober, but, but not... Yeah. yeah, that kind of drunk Fucked. alert you get when you've been drinking a lot of coffee to yes, try and Gal counteract pushes their coffee to over to Celestia. <laughs> Thank you. I don't you. want to drink that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do. Thanks. You need it. <laughs> you're just yeah. The the you're just making yourself busy with uh, keeping yourself busy with the jug of milk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can order milk in Weatherspoons, guys. It's the best thing. Oh. I love that you've discovered this. Did you order milk because scamp? Yes, and also I really wanted milk. <laughs> I saw you tweet that the other day. That was priceless. That's so cute. I didn't see this tweet. Oh, I forgot tweet. to tweet it. It was just on Facebook. Uh, okay. I forgot. I was going to. And I you forgot. should tweet it, though, at some retrospective <laughs> point. Yes. Adorable. So, uh, Valdrina enters. Uh, sipping at her own coffee. Looks like she's taking it black again today. Well, she sits down with it, places her coffee down carefully. I believe there are congratulations offered to each of you. Oh, thank you. Yes, our contact uh, with the church gave us a report. (laughs) So, well done. Yeah, well, society not crumbling around everybody's ear holes is obviously going to be better for business now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now that that has been dealt with, we are free to move your little concern further up the priority list. Thank you. Do you know how long that will be? I don't have anything for you today. We're working on it, though. I have hopes that we'll get uh, information soon. Okay. Obviously, um, we had to put that on hold for a few days with the whole shadow. They are understandable. Um, Vague estimate of how soon? Well, the sooner we can solve another problem, the sooner we can get it on. I've already put in the necessary requests, but uh, if you would like to solve another problem for us, we will pay you handsomely, and I think we'll be able to justify uh, hiring some majors to do a few out-and-out sendings to the right people to make sure we can get the information. Right. First of all, though... We're working on the third one, but um, we have something for you. Excellent. I'm very glad to hear that. She takes another sip of coffee. Yeah. Um, I pull out the papers, I guess. Um, yeah, and I pull out the um, uh, okay. identity documents. She extends two graceful hands, takes them, examines them. Um, Excellent. Do have a weird request. Couldn't happen to knock up a forgery, could you? I, I said I'd take it back to him. I got him, got him drunk. He'll be suspicious if nothing comes back. I'm sure we can manage that, yes. Mm, give us... Give me an hour. Fantastic. I can manage to... something for you there. Uh, Should be fine. You, I hope you don't mind if I hand you the forgery. Oh, no. No, that's fine. Good, good, good. By she, all means, he just needs... You know, he needs to believe it. She folds it up, puts it into one of her pockets, because uh, this is my world, and in my world, dresses can have pockets. <coughs> That's Yay! a world that I want to live in. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, I was always kind of assuming that while um, Celestia was more of a trousers kind of person, um, regardless, she would be having pockets because pockets are practical. Yes. Oh yeah, she does pockets. In them. Yeah. <sighs> so she places them into her pockets uh, and says, "Now, as for the other thing." There's been a little, some annoying developments. 
you'll be happy to know that I can offer you a bit more money for the McDougal situation. Mm, we may have an in. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Unfortunately, the McDougals have taken advantage of the recent troubles with the uh, shadow insurgency to take some liberties. They have some things which we placed into their care, which we believe they're going to take out of our care. Ah. So, in addition to the 25 gold crowns per McDougal that you take care of, 50 for Morag and... The price has actually risen uh, to 300 for uh, bringing her back alive now, uh, and with a certain something of hers as well. There are certain crates marked with uh, stars that are in the, more, the possession of the McDougals. We'll pay you 20 gold for each of the crates you bring back. There should be 10 in total. What's in them? I'm afraid we're not quite friends enough for me to tell you that, but if you do this for us, I'm sure we will be. If we're risking our lives, I want to know what for. Contraband. There is um, a very large project we're currently engaged in, which is why we couldn't take care of these tasks ourselves. All of our people are busy ensuring that that operation runs smoothly. We'd be very welcome to invite you in, into that operation if you can sort this out for us. Obviously, you're not obligated to follow through on it. Is it dangerous, what's in the crates? I feel like we need to know that much. Don't set them on fire, is what I'd say. Okay, so yes. Oh, right. But... Nothing, you know, sort of city-ending. No, 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 no. I'd say just make sure you don't set them on fire. They should be all right. A little bit of rough handling, they can they can survive. Okay, good to know. The contents within are fairly sturdy. Treat it like that powder cake we found. Hmm. Yes. Well, throw it at things through a door and then hide. <laughs> Regardless, the the other thing is, uh, Morag has wandered off with something which is uh, one of the sculptor's own possessions as part of the objects that they've <clears throat> misappropriated from us while in their care. She has a particular firearm. The sculptor would like that back. Part of the 300 gold includes getting that firearm back as well as bringing her back alive. What does it look like? It's a pistol. It's a unique design with six uh, barrels on the front that can be swivelled round to fire one after the other. Mm. Hmm. Very fancy. I'm afraid we really must insist on getting that one back. But I will. Wa but I should warn you, because of course... Uh, in the event of firefight, she is likely to use it herself. Hmm. Yeah. Noted. Okay. So best take her out at range or um, disable her up close. Indeed. All of the McDougals are gunslingers, so be warned for that. Hmm. Right. Okay. 
the sculpt- they always work all together do you know well they're not always always together in the same place if they've got something big on yes they're likely to be together but obviously no family is with itself or every member together all the time some of them have to go out and handle their various operations they do extend protection to a lot of people in the warrens and of course uh, some of them need to go out and make deliveries to their clients and then they have to run that actual brewery of theirs as well Mm. most of them tend to be around the brewery if there's seven of them, there's no way we're going to uh, take them all at once. It's just they have numbers on their side too much. They do. Mm. But if you can sort this out, the sculptor will be very eager to have a face-to-face meeting with each of you. He has Import- already expressed his how impressed he is with the work you've done thus far. Mm. Okay. Important question, then. How powerful are they as a gang? Because the thing about halflings is that we are used to fighting people who are much bigger than us. So, generally, we tend to think tactically. If, on the other hand, they've spent a fair while being the big people, as it were, then maybe they'll be thinking slightly differently and they won't be expecting the same tactics to be used against them. They might have got complacent. The McDougalls have had control of the the Warrens for the last 12 years, 12, no, no, actually close to 14 years. By and large, They've they've ruled that roost quite comfortably for some time and Indeed, that was when they... That was after taking over from their parents. So, yes, they've been, they've been in control for some time. There was, well, there was a certain amount of uh, bloody takeover when they originally appeared, but at the time, Morag did the smart thing and bent the knee to the sculptor. So we didn't have a problem with it. Since then, they've successfully suppressed smaller gangs trying to take their roost. Frankly, I, I feel like you'll probably want to know this. I think they're taking whatever it is out of the city tonight. Right. And um, they've asked us to help. So, quite a good in. Yes. Yeah. But, I don't know if we'd need other people involved to beat all of them if there's going to be seven of them there. There are wh- Depends how they're doing it. There are, whichever way you look at it, three of us. Mm. But if there's not going to be all of them there, if there's like five of us, I fancy our chances. Yeah. Five of them, yeah. even, sorry. I mean, my, my question being, would you mind if we got other people involved? We know if... they're sensitive issues, but... Um... So long as they know how to keep their mouths shut and don't ask too much, uh, we won't be extending any additional reward on top of what we've already discussed. But yeah, we, we could split it with people, but I, I just wanted to check that that would be okay with That's you. fine. Don't let them see the interior of the crates, please. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I have no issue with you getting additional supporters required. My thought on the matter would be, if you can find out how they're planning to bring it out of the city then 
we may then perhaps you'll be able to find out how they're likely to distribute their forces. Mm. Mm. Causing mouths to the other two. Fighty. Mm. I nod. Well, then. If that's uh, all for now, I think I'd better get uh, on to creating this forgery for you. Yes, we'll be back in an hour for that, if that's all right. Yes, or stay if you want. I can have lunch brought to you. Should we do that? I'm a bit pissed still, yes. to be honest. <laughs> that would be uh, actually a good That'd idea, be I think. Feel free to keep the room. I'll return in an hour. Uh, and she does proceed to leave, and uh, shortly after, uh, Veldonia brings in a spread uh, at no charge. In fact, she hasn't charged you for the coffee either. It seems that your uh, this is uh, on the sculptor's largesse. Have we ever seen them both in the same room? Uh, like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, you've not. You've never actually seen them in the same room together. Okay, they're mm. definitely one person who's just schizophrenic. <laughs> and capable of lightning costume changes. Yeah, really fast face of makeup, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she drinks a lot of coffee, you never know. <laughs> My costume's different. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I realize that doesn't work at all without the weird hand gestures I was doing, but I enjoyed myself, yeah. so um, fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I imagined them. Don't worry, Ellie. I imagined them. Good. Imagination is an important thing. <laughs> so, you uh, sup, you eat lunch, you take a short rest, you drink enough coffee to counteract the uh, the alcohol. Uh, so this will basically, yeah, it will persist until your uh, it will persist until your next short short or long rest. Cool. The effects of the coffee. Uh, so you're pretty much operating as normal. Yeah. But with a certain degree of coffee strung out. Yeah. Slight shakes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. She Veldania, sorry, Veldrina, returns uh, with a, for all extents and purposes, identical-looking set of identity papers, mm. uh, which she passes into oh, your yeah. her hands. Oh. While we are there, I would like to get changed into my first outfit, so slightly less flashy. Yep. Like still Celestia, but not yeah, yeah. enough to. <laughs> Yeah. You know, be really, really outlandish, and I'm mm-hmm. going to put my boring cloak over the top of it. Okay. Braided trousers back again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not Celestia Stardust Day if you haven't had these three costume changes. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll have enough outfits to be able to have pointless costume changes whenever I fancy them. Oh, you don't have to be walking a rack around. Just with make, you. Yeah, just just make commissions with Vardy. Mm. <laughs> We're going to need a bag of holding for, for my costume. clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so here for that. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. The uh, so yes, finishing up your lunch. What do you wish to do next? Um, we need a nap, don't we? Yeah, but maybe we should take these papers back first. Yes, yeah, papers back first. <laughs> okay. And then, if we are going to ask for help, we need to work out who that is and how. No, fighting is a fantastic bit. I fancy your chances if it gets into a scrap with him. 
I mean, if we I mean, we've really, already asked a lot of him. If we really want to have a fun day, we could ask Fighty and Vera and not tell either of them we've done it. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a good idea. But God, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it they could have... They would murder um, us. They would full-on murder us. And they'd win. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got, a, I, I just, I've got an instinct that there would be repercussions to that which, to which the term blast radius would be appropriate. Yes. <laughs> I, fighty is slightly better at a fight than Vera is. Let's get fighty. But um, I guess, yeah. First, let's go and give this man's papers back. Hmm. Okay. And leave very, very quickly before he realises anything weird. You return to the Silken Goose. Um, anyhow, the same troop of Ebon Guard heading back the other way. Oh, oh God. I jump into the nearest alleyway or thing. Yep, give, me, give me another stealth check. Okay, this is a straight not one. disadvantage, though. Because you're on coffee. Keep an eye on whether they notice. Celestia. Natural 20! <laughs> oh my god! We're actually oh god. by the same cart as before at the same moment you see them coming. Fling myself into it. Back into this cart! Coulson just leans casually against it, <laughs> like, you know, nothing to see here. <laughs> the guard just store, uh, uh, stamp on past two natural ones in a row. Like, both times I've checked that. Oh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> And you. I, mean, I technically had tier twenties in a row. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but like the last yeah. one was with, dis- with, yeah. with disadvantage, so I had to t- yeah. t- take my eighteen. But I have rolled two twenties yeah. on those. Seems that seems that the, yeah. the, the, the spider gods are on your side uh, you again. Put... Celestia's breathing gets a bit fast, and she just <laughs> takes a bottle of whiskey out of her bag and has a big old swig of it. Yeah, uh, you stumble back out of the uh, of the cart once they've passed. Heart, heart beating erratically from the quantities of alcohol and coffee you've drunk and the sudden terror of the moment mm-hmm. before you carry on your way back to the Silken Goose. Um, heading back to the Silken Goose, there is a, a large amount of snoring from the wine bar. <laughs> and you can see that Savat and all of his various, um, uh, his various admirers are now just passed out on the couches <laughs> and, and chairs there. Okay, I'm going to be a real dick about this. Do I have any paper? Um, uh, you don't, but there is paper and there there is paper and stationery left over from where they were taking notes mm. uh, just nearby. I'm going to write on a bit of paper. Thank you so much. I'll write many a book because of you. Hope you read my future novels. <laughs> Big kiss at the end and leave his wallet on the table and his papers in front of him. Because <laughs> I'm a twat. <laughs> you just gently pop those in the table, twirl around and stride on out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. You've successfully replaced Savat's wallet. Um, back to the Grimani's for a nap. Well, if we're going to take Fighty, we should talk to him before. Oh, yeah, we should do that, shouldn't we? He said he'd be at the uh, textiles place. You know, the one that isn't abandoned. Yes, that's not far from the Grimani's, is it? Yes, uh, you head back to... I know it is. I'm getting my places Uh, mixed up. So, yes, you head down to the quick cut in the Glazer's Quarter. Uh, And once again, there is the... uh, 
Uh, you can see there is the uh, halfling proprietor behind the desk. They seem to be working at uh, quickly saying something. Look up. Oi, we live right here, are you? Yes, us again. Alright. Uh, Oi! There's you as fuck here, she again. You got the gnome? It's been the gnome friend of ours. Yeah. Destia takes another swig of whiskey. <laughs> he carries on with his work and uh, after a short uh, pause, uh, wearing in a uh, cream silk shirt with a blue waistcoat, uh, Fighty comes, uh, emerges from uh, the curtain at the back. Oh, hello there. Thank you, sir. <laughs> good, to see, good to see the three of you in slightly better circumstances than before. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that um, he has a pair of uh, that uh, he has a pair of very nice looking uh, black uh, black silk gloves on now. Mm. Okay. Uh, Cousin says, "Right, fighty. Now, um, how are you up for a bit of fun?" Well, I'm always up for a bit of fun, and probably a fight. Ah, now that's exactly the sort of fun I'm looking for. This isn't going to end up with me needing to take a really long nap and all all of my limbs feeling like they've fallen asleep again, is it? I really doubt it. No. Well, you can't hope for anything, for everything. Maybe guns, but nothing abnormal. I'm going to be blunt with you. I do better in a um, straight-up, you know, hand-to-hand sort of business. I mean, it's probably going to be that, but they might have guns is the point. Okay. How many times has uh, someone brought a, uh, a gun to a fist fight and lost because it was with you? He stops. Thinks for a moment. <laughs> um, more than three. Less than 14. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I like those odds. I like those odds. Right. Um... If you, we might beg a moment of your time, we'll fill you in on the details. Okay then. And yes, we do. To fill in yeah. The details. Yeah. Here's your nod. Right. I mean, do we? Do you have any objection? Are the, are the rest of you like to, to filling him in on more or less yeah. what we know? No. Okay. Obviously, right. would say to him like, um, obviously, it wouldn't be a fight straight away. We'd wait until they were out in the woods where no one would hear them, sort of thing. So you'd have to be a bit subtle at the start. I mean, subtle's not really my thing, but tell you what, if you tell me when to turn up and where to turn up, I'll turn up and start fighting. Do we know exactly where they're going to be? Uh, at this stage, I don't think you do. They're giving you a time to meet them. And we don't know where they're going to be, but I suppose you could follow us. i tell you what. Come with us to um, where we're going to meet them. Right. We'll go to wherever we're going to go. And when we give you the old signal, wink, wink, then you'll know it's time to start cracking skulls. Is the signal going to be winking? Uh, no, that was just uh, an example. Right. But Is there a specific signal or should I just look out for winking? Um, what's a good signal? Possibly I'll do this. I go um, I do a little dancing light in my palm. Oh, okay. That's a good signal. Pretty obvious. What do we think? Fair enough. Although um, something that the the, um, uh, the McDougals aren't going to immediately think is 
suspicious. True. We'd like to keep the element of surprise as long as we possibly can. Mm. Um, we'll say something about Heather, that lady that used to work with. Oh, okay, that'll work. Yeah, we won't mention her beforehand. Her Does that work? Yeah, good old Heather. Mm. Right then. So, I'll turn up at this uh, brewery at uh, dusk then. Mm. Grand. Okay. Fantastic. <sighs> you know, there's something to be said for people who are uh, uh, easily amused. Mm. I'm yeah. not entirely... I wouldn't say I'm easily amused. I just know what I like. <laughs> then there's a lot and to be said know, for that. Uh, that we like you. <laughs> Fantastic. Obviously, we'd split the fee with you if you want. Tell you what, I'm a bit flush at the moment. So, how about as much? Uh, how about as much beer as I can walk away with? Great. And sold. Fantastic. I think we might be losing money on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if there's a man that can drink a, uh, a brewery dry, I think I'm standing in front of him right now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> right then. And, well, actually, you know what? Tell you what, you um, you take a quarter of that fee you're you're getting, put it aside, and you can pay uh, and you can pay it to me for uh, commissioning some clothes for you. How about we put it like that? Grand. I like that. Works for me. Okay. So, having arranged ahead of time for a little bit of support from fighting, uh, it's very late morning by now maybe coming up towards 12 you will how was i pissed on port by like 10. (laughs) 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 well we started you started drinking at nine true (laughs) and it was basically 60 percent wow (laughs) jesus so uh you're heading back to to nap at the grimani's yes yeah okay so how the fucking parrot's doing what was it they must be really weird with the hours we're keeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um... He returned to find the, uh... The monkey is halfway up the interior of, of the uh, courtyard, refusing to come down, has just got... Ha- has shoved a handful of nuts into some old guttering and is just picking them up and eating them. Because going, Jeffrey, ah, Jeffrey, ah, no, ah, Jeffrey. Animal handling check. Oh, this will go well. Fourteen. And he begins. It. He kind of. See, he kind of gives you a bit of a monkey-like glare of this isn't over. But <laughs> shoves as many nuts as he can into his mouth and then starts clambering down. Uh, he. Uh, he lopes across the floor and then crawls up uh, around, up your leg, around your torso and onto your shoulder. And you know what? It's been all day. Roll me a d100. Oh, ah. no. No, don't kill my monkey! <laughs> <laughs> um, 30. 30? That's a new one, I think. I don't think we've had 30. That sound new, doesn't it? Yeah, so 30... You feel a strange build-up of power within you. Uh, and, yeah, okay. 
pick a, and you just feel like you really want to go somewhere, pick a location within 60 feet of you that you can see. Uh, where the monkey was putting his nuts. <laughs> there is just a pulse of purplish light and the world seems to just flicker for a moment and you're hanging off the side of the uh, uh, off the side of the uh, uh, of the window on the interior of the uh, on one of the interior parts of this courtyard next to where the nuts are uh celestia and causing you see scamp flash with purple light and reappear halfway up a building um what the fuck? Give me an athletics check, uh, <laughs> please, Scamp. Uh, it's a six. Oh, God. <laughs> you try to grab hold, but uh, while the monkey leaps comfortably off your shoulder onto the side of the building, you're less fortunate. Give me an acrobatics check, please. <laughs> oh, that's better. Uh, 17. Okay, you manage to drop and roll a bit. So the 10 damage you take is half to four, uh, five. <laughs> but there is, you do hit the ground with quite a... Oh! <laughs> Coulson says, Well, I wasn't going to be catching you. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? I'm oh, fine. You're, you're poor dear. So Lilith comes over and sort of looks at you and helps pick you up. Oh. And the problem is now the monkey's up there. <laughs> the monkey goes back to eating its nuts. <laughs> it's slow. It lo- It shoves the rest of its nuts of the nuts back into its mouth and then slowly clambers back down the drain pipe again and back onto your shoulder. Can't help but wonder what it thinks you're saying. Um. <laughs> I think it's more um, uh, feelings, intentions. They they don't really have, as far as I can tell, uh, language in the same way we do. Well, how would you know? You'd maybe be... they're having a very deep philosophical discussion. Cheese, cheese, Possibly horses, maybe... cheese. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe that there is the John Paul Savat of monkeys. Maybe it is. How would you know? Do we really know anything? Is it really real? Look, this is how I got him, do you see? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Does Corzin find his parrot anywhere? Um, You find your... You head upstairs and you find in... There is a study, which you've not actually been into before, um, with with shelves full of books and perched on the table, on a stand, is the parrot, engaged in what appears to be a quiet uh, to be, what appears to be a long sullen staring contest with uh justice he was kind of sat against one of the uh, leaning against how long have shelves. we been <laughs> you've been you've been a few hours oh no <laughs> justice looks over when you arrive ah good to see you uh, returned i trust your uh, morning was fruitful yeah how was yours he glares over at the, at the parrot. Till you getting on all right? Hmm. Well enough, I suppose. <laughs> Says nothing and just stares. <laughs> oh, that's, that's worse. <laughs> Why is that worse? <laughs> oh, 
Um, you can uh, see that the uh, cloth, that the cloth gauntlet is still on and is covered in just cuts and scratches where the cloth has been torn and slashed. Okay. Um, <laughs> Coulson sort of pats his shoulder, and goes, "Hop, hop, come on." You'll regret this. And the, <laughs> and the parrot flies over and perches on your shoulder. Okay. <laughs> Um, I feed it uh, s- some more um, s- uh, some more nuts it, um, or seeds. It, it uh, quite happily uh, snatches up the seeds from your uh, from your hand. Now, you and I are going to have a long and in depth chat. I'm sure. One of us is. <laughs> <laughs> This, he points to it uh, like just, um, w- with regards to the rest of the room. Like this parrot is far too smart by half. I yeah. would say that's for sure. Could I roll an insight check to see? Um, yes, you can. What? What he may mean by that? Oh, that's a three. No, it's a four. Justice has just not taken a liking to this parrot. I'm going to say that. Maybe he's not a bird person. I'm going to say to Justice because I made the insert check before. (laughs) Do you not like this particular parrot that much then? Or has it got any better over the afternoon? You didn't like it when you saw it earlier. That parrot is bad news. What makes you say that? Have you listened to a talk? Yes. <laughs> there are some certain ominous things, but presumably he's just um, heard that and is repeating. One would yeah. like to think that, yes. Yes, but who is his previous owner that he picked up such weird stuff? That's what I want to know. Well, presumably it was... Uh, if the if the vendor was to be believed, it was Captain Scarl himself. One of them, yes. Yeah, I wonder which one. Are you familiar? Because yeah, I I've uh, got a passing understanding. There was uh, two famous Captain Scarls. One more infamous than the other. <laughs> yes, the. Uh... The pirate was more successful than the privateer. I believe that was his uh, great nephew. Yeah, there is a whole shanty about him. Mm. Mm. But no, Edwin Scarrell was. Uh, he was a pirate some 80 years ago. And Elsid was his great nephew, so mm. that was maybe I think 30. Th- about 20 years ago. Ah. Humans. <laughs> uh, Gordon sort of shrugs slightly. You've got to... I know halflings make this mistake a lot. You've got to you know, shorten the generation time. <laughs> ah. You're, you're absolutely right. And then you get to elves and everything goes batshit. Well, <laughs> quite. I'm sure I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> Ah, you've all got short lives in the end. Ah. Who the f- 
fuck has this parrot been talking to? Cousin is going to actually respond directly to that and goes, So, compared to whom, may I ask? Hmm. The Watcher in the Waves! Okay. Okay, he um, goes a bit stony-faced and goes, And who might that be? She's always watching. Hang on. Right. Hang on. In character, do I know what species Augur is? Uh, you do not. Shit. Okay. Do you know, you that know the she... gender of the Kraken as well. But, I mean, that's immediately going to um, uh, make Corson... Well, great. Um, do you think maybe we should take this parrot to, I don't know, uh, an arcanist? Just to be absolutely sure that, the, that it is not all it appears to be? I say to the parrot, who's always watching? She is. Can I sit for ten minutes and cast detect magic? Um, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> sure you can. Okay. Okay, but I'm making coffee I'm while you do it. I'm colouring book out and cast detect magic. Yep, you prepare, you get your colouring book. Okay, so sitting opposite the parrot, sitting on on the parrot. Imagine you're staring it dead in the eye. You stare <laughs> in the one eye, one eye, one eye is covered by an eye patch. Uh, dead in the eye, as I yes. said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technically, in the eye. Act. Yeah. Coulson's going to continue feeding the parrot periodically and um, hopefully managing to avoid getting crapple down his back. In your sight, um, Scamp. Corson's boots seem to give off a strange sort of shadowy aura, as do you, as does your new cloak and Celestia's vest. But the parrot, as far as you can see, is just a parrot. What about the monkey? <laughs> the monkey is an adorable monkey. It's an adorable monkey. Oh. It's not a magic parrot. Yeah. Um... Also, actually, it's worth mentioning, I suppose, that also uh, causing both of Corzin's, uh, both Corzin's, well, death and dishonor, both give off a strange sort of moonlit glow to them. And uh, the skull in your pocket, uh, the one with friend in, seems to give off a curious uh, sort of misty uh, wisping as well. I want to do something really fucking stupid, guys. Yep. Huh. Go on. So, we're about to have a long rest, aren't we? Yeah. I'm going to do detect thoughts on the parrot. (laughs) Alright. I put my hand to my temple and proper stare at it. X-Men style. (laughs) You'll regret this, sunshine. You hear in your head. I probe further. Which apparently I can do. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, shit. Okay. Ooh. Okay, that is a 15. Peering deeper into its thoughts, all you can hear is the roaring of the sea. Okay. Everywhere, all around you, almost like it would swallow you up. But you pull, but you're able to hold yourself together. You're not consumed by it. Ooh. I imagine what you see is Celestia 
looking deeply at it, causing you probably see the purple spirit make a little thread between them, mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the thread breaks, and I pull back like, oof. Ah! Told you! Ah! Alright. That parrot's fucked. Um, so I looked in its head. I can do that, by the way, sometimes. And um, just sort of saw the sea roaring like it was all around me. I think if I'd gone a little bit deeper, I might have been overwhelmed by it. Mm. What the fuck kind of pet shop is that man running? Fuck's sake. Kraken parrot. Could it be a kraken parrot? Is it? Can the kraken do that? Could I roll a history check to see if either Scarol had any contact with a kraken? You can certainly roll a check. <laughs> okay. Do I have to? That's a seven on the dice. <laughs> um, if I add my history, that's eight. You've heard a lot of fanciful tales about uh, 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 about Edwin Scarroll, um, including apparently slaying at least one ancient sea monster. Uh, probably not the Kraken, based on the fact that the Kraken is still around. Um, <laughs> like it's it's pretty hard to tell. Like uh, think of anything specific that would, that would count here. Do I have to have dropped detect thoughts? Uh, oh, let me check the wording. Because um, it's concentration up to a minute, but it's completely up to you with regard to yeah, how this works with this thing. Yeah, let me on that, because... Detect thoughts, concentration up to a minute. Any one okay. creature oh, I can see within action, Yeah, on each turn, on, you can see any one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. If the creature has an intelligence of three or lower or doesn't speak any language, the creature is unaffected. It speaks language! <laughs> So it does. Like, um, also, I would be willing to bet it has a um, more an than intelligence three. significantly. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, still goes. Still going. All right. So it's still going. yeah, you, you still got you still got to take thoughts going. Yeah, I'd like to say that I haven't dropped it completely, and I connect the thread back up ever so slowly, and try and keep it for the full minute and see if I hear anything else. If you will I, allow that I, as a yeah. GM, obviously. Okay, yeah, you can continue to read surface thoughts. Yeah. I ask the parrot, so what do you know about the Kraken? Hmm? One moment. No. The, crack- the, the, the parrot... Uh, <laughs> do I hear anything? The Kraken... Uh, sorry, the Kraken? What? No. It's because we've parrot. said Kraken so many times, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, the parrot says, and its thoughts echo this perfectly, Ah! More than you! Ah! I'm going to probe again. If you'll allow it. Make another wisdom save. Okay. Fuck it. Oh, dear. oh that's a nat one! Oh, guys. Oh, no. Shit. Something terrible is going to happen. Okay. Again, you feel yourself the, this as you try and probe deeper. There is the roar of the ocean around you, and you feel yourself caught in the waves and pulled in. As everything just thunders around you, this desperate roaring of time and tide. 
let's see what would be the effect of here. So, if this was successful, you would gain insight into its reasoning, if, if any, its emotional state, something that looms large in its, in its mind. Okay. You are buffeted around by the waves of... You don't know if these are waves of thought or just waves. And you get the sensation of something vast that has noticed you now. As you are forcibly ejected back into your body, you take uh, 14 points of psychic damage. Fuck, man! And you oh. watch as uh, Celestia, she seems to just convulsively jerk as if something has shoved her backwards. I imagine my nose bleeds. And yeah, your nose bleeds. Extensive. <laughs> psychic damage. Oh, fuck! I, I immediately rush over to her and cast Cure Wounds. You alright? And I turn around to the parrot and I say, right, you and I are having a serious talk because if indeed you do know more about the Kraken than I, than I do, then I think we can come to a mutual arrangement. But you do that to my friend again and you are heading for the oven. You understand it? I wouldn't fucking eat that if it asked me to, mate. Celestia says, wiping the blood off her nose. Ah, bite me! Ah. Bite me, you <laughs> fuck. So there's something really, really big and in the sea, and it's it's huge, and it was like I was taken around by the current, and um, it saw me. This is a good... Corson looks properly scared for a few moments. Yeah, it's and... it's it's seen me. It, it knows that I did that. That parrot's fucked up. We've got to leave. If there's any chance that was the uh, the Kraken, then we've got to leave here right now. I can't leave here right now. The why information. The uh, parrot the fuck else am I gonna pops get it? off your shoulder and gent and kind of flutters one leg you know, with its one peg leg and eye patch over towards the window. Taps on it a couple of times with its beak. Ah. Ah. The fuck do you want? Taking the beach, it kind of grabs the latch, lifts it up, and pushes the window. Okay, I'm not letting him get away. <laughs> yeah, I am I'm not letting him. No. Grab the parrot. No, make if a, you think you're getting out, away from me, you're sorely mistaken. Make an athletics check. It's going to oppose you with an acrobatics check. Okay. I'd like to, after Corson's done his thing, tell me and I'll do mine. Ah, uh, that's an eight. No, not quite enough. It The window cracks open and it just manages to escape your grasp as it, uh, t as it spreads its wings. I'd like to cast Dissonant Whispers on it. Okay. Regent, damn it. Get the fuck back here, Dissonant Whispers. Okay, this is Wisdom Safe? Yes. Half damage on a successful save? Yes. Okay, roll damage. How high up are we? Um, that is 11. Okay, second floor. 
That's half, okay, half to five. Really think, mind reading As a it, parrot would get this serious, guys. As it flies out of the window, you try, you, the words seem to connect with it, and its parroted form cracks, twists, and its head explodes. You broke the parrot. The parrot seems. Uh, the parrot seems to uh, sail on for a few moments before slam, uh, slamming into the ground. Celestia and Corzin, you you watch as it something seems to tear out of the space where the uh, where the uh, where the parrot was, and it's as if a tsunami bursts into being, it's briefly taking the form of some vast whale. Uh, or just uh-huh. ancient sea creature, some sort of strange sea creature, which t- twirls in the air for a moment, and you see something looks down and seems to uh, seems to acknowledge you that only the pair of you can see. It tilts its head, lowers it gently, and then seems to swim through the air, off towards the bay. Do I have any idea what this is? Make a religion check. Can I have a... I've got an education. Can Can I have a... Yeah. Can I go and try and find a parrot? Shit. Three. Seven. It's a spirit. It's obviously some sort of very powerful spirit. And it's gone. I mean, it it goes towards the bay. Can we run after it? it? You can certainly try and run after it, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go running up. Yeah, okay, right. I'm Looking out for Evan Guard as I go, hit up. Okay, hit up. Also, I did uh, cast Cure Wounds, so yeah. I'm gonna roll the actual. Yes, please yeah. do. We didn't do that. Unless you did. No, I didn't. I'm um, fucked. <laughs> please help. <laughs> plus three. Okay, you were going nine hit points. Thank you, you're a babe. Okay. Celestia uh, so does not say that, that's not in character. Yeah, you, quickly, <laughs> you both run down as quickly as you can, chasing into those, uh, uh, getting into this, uh, out into the streets. Um. Okay, as you're turning, it's own like a par- most of the city is completely oblivious to this vast whale-like creature. How big are we talking? Whale size. Oh, like life-size whale. Jesus. Okay. Uh, passing over its rooftops, but here in sperm whale or blue whale? Uh, sperm. Not right, blue, but still pretty big. Big fucker. Uh, yeah, that's that's and, huge. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, although you don't, like most people don't seem to see it, you see a passing priest just stopping dead in the street and staring up at it as it passes. Uh, you are, it's easy to track, it's just a question of running, making your way quickly through the streets, running after it. But as you watch, you can see all around thousands of small spirits, just household spirits all over the city are rising up and sort of reeling after it as if as if accompanying it on its return to the sea you are pressing your way just uh, f- fighting through a crowd of people trying to reach uh, reach uh, uh, forward until eventually you just get to the point where you're at the you're at the docks and you see it sail and it doesn't travel that quickly but it's still a rush to keep pace with it and you reach the docks you're there and you see it just sail out over the ships until it's uh, it splashes down into the sea. No real water is turned, but you can you can hear the echo of the splash in your heads, and the chorus of spirits follow it for a moment before that, and seem to cycle around it, 
it return it reemerges briefly and two dark whirlpools for eyes stare back at the pair of you as you're standing on the docks staring at it no like to no one no one else in the dock seems to notice this like you know, there there are probably others who would be running after it elsewhere those with the sight but right now it seems only the two of you can see it I say to it, what do you want? And a voice like raging storms comes to your ears. I was bound for disservice into a form unbefitting of me. To service? To who? To what? There are more ancient things in this world than you should know. And some their bindings hold me even now. I thank you for this freedom, mortals. And I offer you this benediction that your fates should not be doomed as scarrels and brandies were. One day, you may be in a moment of desperate need. And that when that day comes, call for me. And if I can, I may lend you my aid. What do we call you? Who are you? There are none now who remember my name. And so it is lost to me also. Call to me, name me, and think of me as you do so. And as the entity speaks, you can see it is already seeming to turn into sea foam, fading down into the sea. Call me and name me, and I will rise once again. Whatever we call you, you'll know. If you think of me, I will hear your prayer. And this, for want of a better word, this ancient spirit, this quite possibly demigod of the sea, just fades and crashes back into the waves and is gone. Well, fuck. I really wasn't expecting mind-reading a parrot to go like that, if I'm honest. You're telling me. Did I find the parrot? You found the body of the parrot. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> dead, ra- dead rather than unconscious. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, Super no, dead. that's a very dead parrot, I'm afraid. Oh. 
It's probably just resting. Well, I mean, causing Brightside, it wasn't the Kraken. No, so we don't have to. It wasn't. We don't have to run the fuck out of the town. Yeah, although I, I do not like um, the uh, the way that thing was was talking. It, it knew stuff. It knew far more than it uh, it volunteered. Yes, it did. It was big, very big, and I don't just mean the size. I mean. Its thoughts were big. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm not a you know a scholar of these things, but as I understand it, a lot of the times spirits are um, a spirit's size is indicative of their age and their power. Yeah, I mean, look at ours. That indicates mm. the various things that follow us around. I mean, the ambivalent octopus shrugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I actually, I ask it, like, are you going to be as big as that one day? The ambivalent octopus tilts its head, shrugs. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) It's so good. As uh, you notice that the uh, torrent of just thousands of spirits that followed it into the sea are now slowly rising back up from the waves and just returning to their places scattered around the city. It's kind of beautiful in a way, I suppose. It's almost like just seeing... You know when you see on documentaries, like, those jellyfish migrations? Mm. Yeah. Or like or like Chinese paper lanterns on, a, on New Year's floating yeah. over the sky. It is kind of breathtaking, actually. You don't often see that many at once. No. I suppose... You know, you're the f- you're the first person I've liked, who I've met who could also see them. Really? Yeah. Well, here's to many more then. But I mean, looking at that now, it just reminds me how much we still don't know. Oh, we know so little. Better go find Scamp, haven't we? Yeah. You return. You killed my parrot. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Technically, it wasn't yours, but... Uh, I'm sorry, Scamp. Whatever that was, it was merely a vessel for something else. Yeah, there was a very big spirit living in that. It well, said it had been bound there. We could bury it if you'd like. Yes, please. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't think reading its thoughts would make it explode into a giant sea spirit. <laughs> that wasn't an eventuality I'd prepared for, I'll be honest. Please don't read my monkey's thoughts. <laughs> I don't think I could anyway. It doesn't talk, darling. <gasps> Talks to me. Well, no, but it doesn't use words. I can okay. only read read minds okay. if there's words to understand. 
Although there are some spells that allow you to talk to animals, but whether or not they talk back is entirely up to you, uh, up to them. Yeah, I'm not good with animals. Right. You, this is um, why I don't have pets. <laughs> Usually, you've got one pet, and also it was—it's not your fault. It was secretly a fucking monster, is it? <laughs> I'm not even sure that monster is something you could accurately ascribe to it. Yeah, I'm not sure it was even evil, really. It's hard to tell. But we don't have to run out of town. No, we're alright. That actually wasn't the Kraken. Go figure. If it were, then yeah. That's somehow Um, not encouraging. So there's something else big and watching in the waters. (laughs) As if we need more things. (laughs) Actually, this is a point. Did I get any indication of its disposition. I'm not saying like um, alignment or anything, mm. but out of character, I didn't get the uh, uh, impression it was evil, but obviously very powerful. But did Corson could Corson make any educated guesses? Corson would probably have got. Was? Yeah, Corson would have probably got gotten the impression of something ancient and unfathomable. Like you know, kind of staring, uh, staring back. Well, barely fathomable. It seems to regard you not so much fondly, but perhaps mildly indebtedly. Right. It's a case of I owe you a favor. Yeah. You did me a favor. Interesting. Hmm. Well. Guess. Hopefully, that is a strong and powerful friend to have. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I mean, look at it. If if that thing had wanted to uh, uh, to squish us, it it could have done without oh, yeah. blinking. No, without thinking about it, but it didn't. Could be useful in future. We're starting to get Indeed. favors in high places. Yeah. Although. Seriously, thank the saints. It wasn't the, it wasn't the kraken. Yeah, I pass him a book. I've never heard of it uh, hitting a place this big before, but if it did, you've absolutely well, heard of it hitting places this big before. Okay, I will take the little back. Yeah. <laughs> I pass him a bottle of whiskey. He takes it and uh, has a slug, and um, he says. If it hit a place this big, then it'd make the uh, the shadows look like a feckin' picnic. That's not the future I want to think of right now. Should we have a nap? Yes, God, yes. Should we bury the parrot? <laughs> let's let's bury the parrot. You... I'm sorry about the parrot. Head out. I mean, yeah, the. There's not that much space in here to bury parrot, but you make a short journey to the edges of the city, uh, to the outs- uh, uh, walking out through one of the uh, through the uh, western gate, through the suburbs. Celestia's so like blowing the remains of the blood out of her nose for like the whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> Are we just bit- walking through town carrying a dead parrot. You can put it in a bag if you want. <laughs> no, there is oh, a box. There is a box. Too. There is a okay. box. I'm not touching it, so Celestia. <laughs> I'll carry the dead parrot. And put the remains Just to the parrot. examining the parrot, is it obvious that um, its head exploded from the magic and that there's nothing actually um, 
other than mundane about it now? Uh, you do find one thing. Um, yeah. The patch, the eye patch, was lined with lead. Uh, oh! If there was anything beyond that eye, uh, behind it, however, it's gone now. I'm going to keep the lead eye patch. Okay, you acquire one tiny lead eye. Lead Don't know why? I'm just keeping Who it. Who made that? Who made a lead eye patch for a parrot? Presumably, <laughs> so many <so>. questions. <laughs> oh, so many Presume- questions. Somebody who didn't want it seeing through. Well, it means I didn't see through it. I can't detect magic through lead. Mm. Still, a small amount of lead could always come in useful, says Celestia, pocketing oh. it. Yeah, but. You never know. Can, can I. Uh, like that being the case, can I examine its peg leg? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's so leg. Would you like snap it off? <laughs> the peg leg. It's, oh, the so peg leg. it's not going to use it anymore. <laughs> These guys are dicks. The peg leg appears to be um, rosewood, as far as you can tell. That's fancy wood for a peg leg for a, for a fucking a parrot. Humanoid folk, <laughs> let alone a parrot. Yeah, it's a really nice tiny peg leg. Okay, whoever outfitted this parrot had means. Yeah. Someone. Hang on. Hang on. What? Hang on. What? This might be a bit of a long shot, Mm -hmm. but I've heard that um, there are some uh, university folk who, rather than being able to use objects to scry stuff, can actually tell you the history of an object. As this is oh. no longer a living thing, it might give us some clues as to what it actually was. Oh, you do have a point there. Hmm. Might fuck up the parrot funeral, though. It doesn't, it doesn't really count as an object still, does it? Not sure. Is a, is a body an object? Well, actually, to be honest, we wouldn't necessarily need the whole. Oh well, actually, no, we would. We would. <laughs> well, we could just take like a wing or something. No, I was thinking of a peg leg. We could take the peg leg and the eye patch. That might do it. Well, it might give us a clue as to who made it, because that's yeah. that, that's something. So at least. Well, then we can mess. bury the parrot, and we can take the things. All right, let's do that. We might even uh, at least get some clue as to its origins then. It's okay. fucking snowing. The ground's going to be really fucking hard, isn't it? You look, I've got fire. <laughs> you melt the snow, warm up the ground, and then bury a parrot on the outskirts of the city. Dearly beloved, <laughs> we are gathered here today to witness the passing of one really rude parrot. We'll miss it terribly. <laughs> Um, Arachne bless this dead parrot the end well, we won't miss it but we'll pretend we will by <laughs> Celestia's funeral sermon you see I would have made a fucking brilliant cleric couldn't I <laughs> yeah it's very moving yeah I thought so so uh, what was it that was the clincher in the end what do you mean well, I mean, you had such an obvious, um, and you know, causing his laying on the sarcasm thick here. 
you had such an obviously promising career in the cloth. What was it that <laughs> ever made you think that you weren't cut out for it? Um, everything. Every single thing about it. Right. Well, I mean... I you two haven't been to an underdark it... church, have you? I'm not Funnily enough, churches. no. Yeah. Every single fucking thing about it, that's what made me think I couldn't do it. People tend to panic if I go in churches. Why? Because I look like a monster out of a book. You look perfectly normal. They can shut up. Uh, I'll throw rocks at them, I will. And with Celestia on that one, there's there's a lot of folk talk a lot of rubbish about uh, about tieflings. Yeah. But, no, I... I, I, To be honest, I don't know the first thing about um, uh, religion down down below, but, um... It's fucking brutal. It's... brutal and pointless and stupid and unfair. Celestia wells up a little bit. Causing puts his hand uh, on hers and squeezes it just gently and says I've no doubt you're well shot of it yeah I think that's that's for certain yeah, we all stood like around a parrot grave <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. this conversation yeah. <laughs> just checking <laughs> In the snow, really dramatic. Yeah, Celestia just... looks around for a second and goes, what the fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> let's go nap. Yes, let's go to sleep. For okay, you go, you go rest. <laughs> um, and you awaken uh, from your rest. You eat shortly before dusk. Uh, it's a full-on rest. So you get all your hit points back, recover your, uh, your, your spell slots and everything. Um, Good. You've not actually taken any opium recently, so for once I don't have to do an addiction check. No, I didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and indeed, shortly before dusk, you awaken, ready to head out. Now I'm going to smoke some opium. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You smoke a little bit of opium uh, before the... Uh, before, th- you know, uh, before, uh, before sleep, giving you nice dreamless sleep and uh, raising your addiction well rolling addiction check first of all oh yeah of course (laughs) 17 woo your addiction counter doesn't actually go up excellent Um, so you just awaken fully rested all your hit dice restored and uh, 1d6 temporary hit points yeah I've rolled that cool Uh, 5 you awaken feeling excellent properly rested (laughs) Uh, okay, so you emerge and uh, heading over to the uh, McDougal Brewery, you can find that uh, wearing the same 
cream uh, silk shirt and blue waistcoat as before. Uh, Fighty Gubbinswick is uh, loitering uh, not too many street, uh, a couple of streets away. Uh, he has his distinctive uh, droog uh, slash cane in hand. <laughs> ah! Good to th- see the three of you. So, you tell me when they're, you tell me when Heather is about, and I'll start causing some trouble. Brilliant. Right then. Grand. Other than that, I guess stay quiet. Okay. All right. Um, I suppose we better go and make our presence known. Yeah. Let's get on. So, just for a matter of reference, I did um, uh, retain the uh, the peg leg. Okay, you retain the peg I leg. also st- I have written down the eye patch, yep, so I still have the tiny it. little eye patch. <laughs> What? I put tiny peg leg on uh, Corzin's character sheet. <laughs> a cursory inspection might think it was for him. Yeah. How, how too much? Like, how much smaller is it than it would be for Corzin? Like so much. Bear in mind that the oh, yeah, yeah, it's for, no, no, for a bird, so it's, yeah. it's tiny. It's like like more like, than you know, it's, Bird legs are weird. Yeah, it's like several inches. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, like Corzin's legs are probably what. Um, if we're going heel to waist, maybe uh, foot and a bit. Foot and a bit, yeah. yeah. So you uh, make your way back to the McDougal Brewery uh, and heading in to the uh, ground floor. Uh, as before, you're going in through. Uh, you can. Are you heading uh, in through the main entrance? You're going round to the back with the stables. Uh, where did they say to meet us? They just said here. I guess we just go in. Okay, heading back. Yeah. Right, how do you guys feel? You can see that uh, the. Oh, sorry. I realised I didn't actually give you a chance to discuss that. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I'm happy to go in the front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but if they're meeting us here, I don't see the new reason. Yeah. yeah. So, the four of you head round to the front where uh, the door is closed this time, but it uh, is unlocked. And when you open it, you can see, you can hear voices coming from the uh, bar. Pulling open the doors, you can see that uh, of the five that were uh, of the five halflings that were in there before uh, four of them are still uh, are still there you recognize Tommy uh, and the barmaid uh, from before as well as uh, the other male halfling the other female halfling from uh, one and one of the female halflings before one of them doesn't seem to be around uh, for whatever reason uh, but there is another uh, female halfling there who is sat at the bar with uh, a glass of whiskey. Uh, and uh, and you can see she, you know, she drains it as you come in, slams it to the ground. Same red hair as the rest of the McDougals. Uh, but this one, she there's something like slightly twitchy and skittish about her. Her hair is... It, it kind of frizzy standing on end and quite long and when she looks at you you can see this halfling has kind of bloodshot looking eyes 
at her waist, at her hip, in a holster displayed quite clearly is the same six-barreled pistol that was uh, mentioned to you previously. <clears throat> so, you have a new hire then, are you? Wasn't expecting four of you. Do uh, be trusted? I hope it's okay. We brought help. He's great. He's, he can handle himself. Mm. Very subtle. Alright, fine. So. More ag, I assume? Hmm? More ag? Aye, more. Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. She squints at your hand for a moment. Hey. Nods, doesn't take it. I do a little bow instead. Keeps one hand sort of reflexively at her hip, near but not on her gun, and you can just see that her fingers are gently tapping uh, the, hil- uh, the the holster, uh, the uh, handle of it. One, uh, just in a distinctive one, two, three, one, one, two, three, one, one, two, three, one pattern. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Hmm. Job's very simple. You're going to be riding uh, out with us. We've got a cart that'll be ready. We're going to be making it out through the eastern end of the city. Uh, sorry, western, western, through the western gate of the city. Begin mostly heading towards uh, back streets. We're going to try and avoid the main streets as much as we can. I've already got uh, Sonny and Honey uh, keeping out uh, an eye out on the route. Uh, if you're not familiar, I'm Morag. This is, she gestures to the barmaid. This is Bonnie. This is Johnny, Tommy, Lonnie. We'll be, uh, so you'll be riding with us. We'll be keeping an eye out. There's a good chance that uh, some <clears throat> one folks are trying to get hold of this. If this, if they come and spring us halfway through, I want you to just gun them dead. Don't ask questions. Just get them done. Understood? Yes. Good. Once we've got through, we'll be heading up to the boat. We've got a uh, little something set up in the outskirts of the city. Once uh, we've loaded everything on, we'll get your pay. Understood? Great. Right. Sounds, uh, sounds reasonable. Can I make an insight check to see if she's um, under the influence of... Uh, um... uh, yes, you can. Anything? I mean, do we need an insight check? She's got the cocaine drink I mean, going on. Like. Yeah, you don't really need an insight check. <laughs> She's obviously either under She's on something or wanting uh, on something or needing something. She's so fucking high right now. I'm sure. Yeah. How are pupils? A uh, little bit dilated. Mm. Yeah. Right. In which case, there's not going to be anything else to, uh, to worry about. You can help us get the carts into the uh, into the wagon. Up and at them, then, then uh, <laughs> boys and girls. And uh, the halflings. She's crazy. Uh, get up. And perception check. Yeah. She Her eyes dart straight to you for a moment. Uh, uh, Scam. What do you see? I said, I feel hazy. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eighteen. Ah, right then. Good. On the way. So, she leads you into. Uh, she uh, she gets up in the. Uh, you notice that the way that the halflings travel, uh, she and two of her siblings go out. Uh, go ahead of you, but two actually keep up a rear guard. They don't move until you do. 
So there's definitely some. Uh, so so you you're slightly forced to move in the center of this group of uh, halflings. Uh, and moving into the next room, you can see that uh, she leads you through one of the doors in the corridor that you hadn't been into before, the one that's directly opposite the main doors. And it opens up into the wide main work area of the brewery. Uh, there are a number of barrels laid out, uh, positioned out for, uh, uh, that are just have fermenting vats. There is a there is these huge copper vessels uh, for hot mash, the brewing vessels for hot liquor. Um, there is a, a, a big old steam boiler uh, in one uh, to one side. Uh, and then there are there's just these massive vats filled with, as far as you can tell, uh, just grain and malt in one, hop flowers in another. The whole place is just stinks of hops. Mm. Um there's another door uh, chamber off to one side that uh, has a closed door. You don't know what's you can't see what's in there. Uh, there are a series of racks with empty bottles on them and corks. Looks like that's where they uh, bottle up uh, beer that goes out. And I look meaningfully at Fighty at this point. <laughs> and uh, you can also see that there is a gantry that goes around the whole. Uh, the, there are steps that go up. And up on the first floor, as it were, there is a, a gantry, a walkway that circles around the whole of this room. Um, as it hap uh, uh, as it's happening, uh, and uh, the uh, the walkway, I was going to say yes. And by the double doors at the far end, there is a heavy cart with several uh, with what appear to be several uh, sacks. Uh, of uh, just malt uh, that have been laid out there as well as some heavy looking hogsheads uh, but you can see that the hogsheads are, uh, are appear to be empty they're just uh, there and waiting to be filled rather than ones full of, uh, of beer to be carried out the two of the halflings uh, immediately go up the uh, stairs and onto the gantry. And this might be a moment, not necessarily depending on where on how you do things, where a map would be useful. Yeah, map would be lovely. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to pass it. I'm going to put one into the chat for you. And there is a physical one I've handed to uh, Ellie there. Again, as okay. usual, listeners, this will be on the social media post for this week. So yep. if you go on and the episode description, in... we'll do a little link to it. Yeah, and uh, if you're looking at listening to this in the distant future, then you will find. Then you can also find this in the episode description. Yeah, website. if you're on an app that doesn't have the link in the description, just go on the website yep. and it Films will be all there. Com and you'll find it there. So. Or you can probably do without, but it's just yeah. nice to have. So that uh, map has ground floor at the top, first floor at the bottom. You can see the way that the okay. gantry is laid out. Yeah. Uh, the the grain vat, the grain hops vats are open air, open to the top, as are the mash brew liquor vats. And you can see that uh, the brewery is actually still in operation. There is still hot mash. Uh, you know, hot, uh, hot brew and liquor in the huge copper cylinders at this time. 
the boiler is you know, the, bo- the boiler is still on they've clearly you know they're clearly not stopping making alcohol uh, despite the, you know, the the various crimes that they need to be getting on with because uh, there's a certain order they need to keep two of the uh, halflings do actually go up onto the gantry and you can see they just seem to be kind of keeping there is look at in more of a lookout position keeping an eye on the entrances to this room just in case anyone might be possibly sneaking in or similar uh morag takes up a position by the cart folds her arms and uh shouts for the two remaining halflings and the four of you uh to uh, to start unloading uh, loading crates into the wagon and she nods to the uh, chamber that uh, is closed one of the halflings, Bonnie, pulls open the door. You can see beyond is the cold storage room. It's just a uh, stone-lined room uh, where, where they, you know, which takes advantage of a complete lack of light uh, to keep things cool. There are a number of kegs in here, but as you move the kegs out of the way, you can see there are ten uh, heavy crates. Uh, they're big enough, they're small enough that you can pick them up in both hands, you know, even a halfling can. Uh, but and each one is stamped uh, with the mark of a uh, five-pointed star, just an equidistant oh, five-pointed okay. star. Um, no other markings on them. Uh, and yeah, they seem to be, yeah, Morag is clearly expecting you to do the heavy lifting. Okay. Mm. All right, Corson limbs up a little bit, and um, as he picks up the first crate, he's gonna um, attempt to just weigh it in his hands slightly and get a get a sense of what might be inside, or at least how much it weighs. I'm gonna say, give me a perception check. All right, because this is a sensory thing. Okay, that is a twenty-two. Hefty. There's metal in here. Thinking about okay. the way it rattles, just tilting it side to side, it feels like, yeah. Some of these these barrels are in different shape. Are in, sorry, these these crates are in different uh, like the size of them. Some of them are, they're quite long for all that they can be picked up in two hands and tilting them a little bit. There's definitely muskets in here, in this right. one, mm. and you can just feel the rattling of of. Uh, of shots as well. They're outfitting a fighting force of some kind. Mm. He thinks to himself because yeah. saying out loud right now. Would be <laughs> very foolish. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, lifting it up as you. We maybe should have planned this. As you like, pick up other ones, you can definitely all. tell. Yeah, these are <laughs> yeah. just packed with arms. We haven't even decided if we're starting a fight here or on the way out. Or here, here would probably not be a good idea. Mm. How many people are here? Here there are five halfli- there are five halflings total, and four of you. Do they all look oh, like they're coming? Uh, you don't know at this point. I mean, five's not actually bad. My worry is that if we take it into the street, the guards appear. Yeah, we can't well, we shoot anything. <laughs> no, we haven't. Either. We're meta gaming actually. Um... Oof. I'm just going to be watching Celestia for the ball of light constantly. Because that was the... Oh, oh we decided Heather was the signal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Heather? I missed yeah. that bit. 
I you did something about lights, and that's all I remember. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. So he has no Fergie idea about this. So um, happily picking up a lot, you know, one of these uh, crates and <laughs> sticking them into the into the cart. He's How many of these crates are there? Ten in total. And it seems that they're the way that you're stacking them is you're putting them into the hogsheads, then yeah. covering them up. I say to Corzin right. very quietly, that person that we were talking about before with Fighty, have you seen her recently? Um, out of character, which one are you meaning? A bit in character. <laughs> yeah, you oh, could, okay. you, yeah, you can probably know. figure that out in character, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, sorry, yeah. Um, um, Fighty glances uh, over as you as you're saying that. Uh, Puts no, the crate no, down. I don't. I don't think so. No, me neither. But um, I I sort of meaningfully look at the uh, the crates to uh, Celestia as if to uh, say, "You figure out what's in that." Celestia shrugs. Okay, by this point you've got, um, you've done one trip, so four of, uh, between, between like half of the crates have now been loaded. Is there a point where nobody's nearby, like in terms of McDougal's? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can, there's there's a moment when you're going in to get the second lot of crates where you can Santa Claus, is it worth doing this now because they said they're meeting somebody in the, you know, at the other end? There's five of them here, it might be worth doing it here. If we're quiet. Yeah. These problem crates is, definitely have guns in it. <laughs> problem is, if we do it here, then we're only going to get some of them. I mean, I suppose more eggs enough. I, actually, okay, here's the plan. If we do it here, then we can use the cart to take it all, take all of this back to. Um, yeah, including uh, them. I mean, there's yeah. We're, we're four or five we right can, now. That's not bad odds. Then we can pose as them, go to wherever they were going to do the. Uh, uh, the deal, or whatever they're doing, and uh, find out who they're supplying. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could pose as them, but I'm pretty sure they've been told they're halflings at least, weren't they? Yeah, well... I think um, I'll be useless to you. Well, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to it, but yeah, alright. what do you think, if maybe we... here? What's the hold up in there? Sorry, it trips. Right, come on, let's continue with the uh, uh, thing. As soon as it's loaded, mm, but, like fully loaded. That's a bad idea. What? Why? Because then they can just run. They're not going to leave a half half the stock. Mm. No, it's metagaming though, I wasn't there. <laughs> Okay, um... Alright. From... From the point of view of uh, getting the uh, the cart loaded, after we've done this uh, this lot, there'll be eight. Mm. Uh, so there's only two uh, crates left. At that point, then, maybe give the signal. <laughs> Fighty, is your mate Heather in town? Let's see when we go inside. Fighty puts down his. Yeah. Uh, I've his, fucking done his it. Happened. Slaps his yeah. <laughs> You know what? I think she is. And. Roll initiative. Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that's a nice And 19. actually, you know what? I say that. 
looking at the uh, looking at the time, I'm going to say hold that thought uh, because it's uh, pretty late into the episode. So, Fighty uh, smacks his hand and says, "You know what? I think she is." And uh, next time, I'll have your all initiative. Yeah. Because right. this uh, this is a point where, short of playing ridiculously into the night, I think it is a good time for us to uh, pick up next time. Yeah, we'll end up in a five-hour episode. With a gunfight in a uh, brewery. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll finish on a freeze frame to be continued. <laughs> yes. All right. Excellent. So, uh, thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Thinlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. When purchasing from a pet store, buyer beware caveat emptor. Ah! There's depths beneath its beady eyes that drag you down beneath the tides. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.